Peter's everywhere. Actor Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your engines. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Oh, good morning, good morning, good morning. Yeah, you know, I, are you obsessed with Matthew McConaughey? No, I'm obsessed with coffee, baby. It's the answer to everything. You got a problem with Monday morning? Yeah. Get yourself a cup of Joe. What? You, it's still not happening? Get two cups of Joe. Yeah, well, I had two cups of Joe this morning. Well, I had three, at least. Yeah, well, I can't even remember how yeah, many. Yeah, you're the poster child for decaf coffee. Yeah, it is yeah, an I, issue. Yeah. It is a problem. Yeah. But welcome, everybody, to the locker room. It's Tunch and Wolf. We are here. We are absolutely excited yeah, we're, to we're, kick this thing off this week. This you know is why? Our, this is our second week, and we're getting ready to go down the That's shoot, right. and next Monday we're going to be able to watch practice. Think about this. We're yeah. finally coming to the end of that strength and conditioning period. Yeah. You know, this whole thing is like one drawn-out process I think it's just about getting herd immunity. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it's really about they're just going through, and you're, you're just trying to get everybody inside of a semi-bubble. And you don't want anybody to get hurt. Yes. Well. Yeah. Well, you know, that that's okay. why the, that, that's why the conditioning and strength is. Oh, come on. Back yeah. in the day, we reported and ran a, a, a hard test, and then we had Oklahoma 20 minutes after the first Practice stretch. Yeah. The very first day in the morning. Well, you we, know how hard it is to look at a mean Joe Green yeah. at 9.30 in the morning and feel angst? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that, my friend, yeah, is you a little know, bit tough. Well, uh, we did Oklahoma drill, and they don't do Oklahoma drill anymore. No, Oklahoma has been ruled out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would be surprised why, if why, backs- why, why was Oklahoma ruled out? Because it was it correlated to more concussions. Right, yeah. But, but also, backs on back- what about backs on backers? Yeah. You know, I mean, hmm. Oh, that seems to be an issue. You, do you, do you but think- I know what's not an issue. You, Hold that thought. Do you think... Do you think you're not let, holding? Let me let me ask you a question. Do you think the league canceled Oklahoma drill or uh, the teams canceled Oklahoma drill? No, this is out of the league. This is out of the med. You center. think? Yeah, it's all the it's all those guys, you know, with the uh, research things, and you know, yeah, got right, the doohickeys right. and the the commercial. Yeah, you know, they, they, that's what it's all about. You know, what yeah. I mean, those guys are up there. They're, they're the bean counters. Okay, this guy's got a concussion. That guy's got a concussion. We got. One plus one equals three, you know, whatever it is. Oh, well, you were going to ask me something. (laughs) No, I wasn't going to ask you. This is what we're doing. All right, hold still because we are moving to another subject because we've got some legitimate heroes here in Pittsburgh. Right. Absolutely. Exactly. And, of course, you heard the theme song. That is from Gilligan's Island because three sailors set on a 23-foot boat a week ago to make a 26-mile journey between two islands, not one, Chalooch, but two, in Micronesia. 
which is a region of small islands in the western Pacific Ocean, 500 miles south of Guam, with Australia to the south and the Hawaiian Islands to the north and west. They went off course, just like Gilligan's Island, right? The Professor Marianne. A three-hour three tour. That's it, exactly. You're getting in the spirit now, Chalucci, yeah, okay? Yeah. They went off course, ran out of fuel, and landed on tiny Pike Lot Island. When they didn't show up at their destination, a search team went out from Anderson Air Force Base in Guam. And lucky for those stranded men, guess who was on there? Pennsylvania Air National Guard, Guardsman Tech Sergeant Rodney Joseph and Senior Airman Jeremy Williams. That's right, Tech Sergeant Rodney Joseph, Senior Airman Jeremy Williams, based out of Pittsburgh's 171st Air Refueling Wing, right? Oh, How about it? congratulations. Absolutely. Yeah. So after searching for three hours for these guys, uh, uh, Joseph and Williams, along with three other Air National Guardsmen, spotted the stranded sailors on that tiny Pike Lot Island with a giant SOS written in the sand. Right. So let's hear it for Tech Sergeant Rodney Joseph and Senior Airman Jeremy Williams of the 171st Air Refueling Wing. I give you yeah. standing applause. You know, uh, I'm standing, uh, I'm applauding. Yeah. Thank you. Gar That's right. So, uh, That's fabulous. So yeah, think yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. You got guys that, who knows? I mean, you, you saw what happened to Gilligan and, yeah. uh, you know, and, and, and the professor. Right. You know, I mean, those that was some tough living. Yeah, yeah. You know, so anyhow, we got some real Pittsburgh heroes, did, and they did, found them. Did uh, Gilligan ever get off the island? You know, there was a remake. Yeah. And it, it, it had to do with Gilligan getting off the island finally. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't very good. Yeah. You know, it really, it just didn't make it. So, having done that. Yeah. And by the way, uh, props out to the families, because I know that they're from Pittsburgh. Right. Yeah. And uh, we, you know, we hope and pray that he comes back safe, too. Yeah. Because when you're out there searching islands and doing all kinds of rescue stuff, that right. can be hazardous duty. So yeah. we certainly uh, appreciate those guys. So getting back to what we were talking about earlier and the fact that they are now running and bumping up to the pad period okay did you did you see the uh uh highlights of uh practice uh which day yeah uh, you know I, I i don't know which day it is but i i you know on the uh steeler uh website right, steelers.com yeah Go there. You, you 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 can see the practice and uh one of the things i was confused about was uh, the offensive and defensive line were wearing helmets, and I, I thought right. they, I thought they weren't. But but you know, but you could see other ones yeah, too. They're also wearing hats. Yeah 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 yeah. And um, uh, when you're blocking a shield, you have to have a helmet. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, you, a shield can concuss you. Right. <laughs> the shield can concuss you. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I just, it was just funny in my head. You know, yeah. It was one of those things that just kind of, you know, you, you sit there and go, okay, maybe maybe we're taking this a little bit. Well, you can't, the COVID thing, you can't take too serious. Right. All right. But this ramp up thing. Um, okay. Let me, let me tell you this. Here, yeah. Let me look at this. All right. Here we go. This is straight off of uh, an article that I was reading about. The strength and conditioning phase ends Tuesday. From Wednesday to Sunday, teams will enter a gradual ramp-up period in which they can be on the field 
for three and a half hours a day, including a walkthrough with helmets permitted each day, and then shells or spiders. Yeah. Okay, so they're going to be working towards the light shoulder protection. We, would we be never like, had shells. No, no. We went live on Tuesdays in, in helmets and you know shorts. What? We, we went, I mean, it, it, it started off as walkthrough, you know, and then it got worse. You know, we went live uh, without shoulder pads. You know, I know. Yeah, with just helmets. <laughs> Don't you remember when we were rookies and we were in there with Three Rivers? The one time they brought us in, in, in the, um, we are doing live pass rush with we're helmets. One-on-ones. 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 And a guy head slapped me and I cut him. Yeah. <laughs> then the fight is on. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's just like, whoa. But anyhow, anyhow, um, these are basically OTAs condensed. That's what right. we're looking at, okay? So, but beginning August 17th, contact. Contact will finally happen. It's going to happen. Full Full pads, pads, baby. We got something going. Practices go 90 minutes, increasing 15 minutes a day to two hours. Now, okay, to me, that's a little bit. uh, We're getting a little bit. 90 minutes. Well, not even that, but increasing 15 minutes a day to two hours. Okay, let's not go over that two hours. You know, let's get the minimum. I'm sorry. It just, it's. 15 minutes do you remember, a day. Do you remember when Chuck said, uh, we're going to cut back practice this morning? Tell the story, Chaluch, because yeah. there we are yeah, at yeah. St. Vincent. Yeah, we were at St. Vincent's, and he said, uh, uh, you guys uh, have been working hard. We're going to cut right. back practice 20 minutes. And then we went over 20 minutes, and I said, I'm not a math major, but I don't think we, we cut back. The best part, Chuck was so – he, you know, it's, it's like coaches sometimes will – They'll, they'll kind of lie about stuff. You know, here you are. You trust them, right? And he's going to give you that, you know, we want to get on the field and get off because it's going to be in the 90s. Right, today, yeah. right? So we want to shorten practice. We want to be out there as and little as we can. And they didn't shorten it. No! How does how does shortening a two-hour practice turn into two hours and 20 minutes? Yeah. I, I don't get that. And that was just one of two practices. You know, when when we practiced over two hours in the morning, yes, uh, we were late getting to lunch, and then we oh. had no nap. You couldn't nap. How you you, couldn't well, nap. I, I wouldn't nap anyhow. I hated napping because I, I would get in such a funky. But you fell asleep. I, I very if I did it was just momentary. Not like you. You go out like you yeah. are, you're like a light bulb, yeah. man. I mean, you just go out. You know, um, me. It, it, for some reason, when I would if I slept heavy, yeah, I it's like I couldn't get my brain rolling. Right, 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 right. You know, or, you, you know, you, for the second practice. The um uh when you took a deep sleep nap. Oh, that was brutal. You it, it was like you woke up hungover. Oh yeah, yeah. Not only that, then you're looking at the second practice of the day, right. and it's like, and then depression, depression set in. in. You know, I mean, that's just the way it was. Yeah. But for these guys, okay, I get it, and I understand that they're not used to going through an entire off season right. and then you know just hitting it on the fly when you report to training camp. Right. You right. know, because you've always got that. Uh, you know, you, you've got to be able to have the, the lingerie league 48 hours, you, you know, you know to uh, ramp up. And... The, uh, uh, the off-season OTAs and minicamps started in 1993. Right. And uh, uh, Bill Cower. Uh, uh, the OTAs. We had some minicamps yeah. throughout the 80s. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, uh, Cower started them, and he started uh, the drills that – went on 
at the combine. Right. And so jumping and uh, standing broad jump. And, and I go, yeah, and I, I call them the Special Olympics. <laughs> yes, exactly. I said, I, I, I said, Bill, do we really need to do this? Well, they're going to make you, like, do the long jump and, yeah. and a vertical jump. Yeah, and yeah, not, yeah, yeah. And, like, going, really? You, at this point in time, you're, you're a metabolic junk pile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, you, you couldn't, uh, when you're 36... 35 you've already you've, you you can't you can't no, run anymore no. you, you can't you, you your 40 time absolutely is slower did you see joe thomas on the titan games with the rock you know the rock uh i forgot what his name is you know the uh the actor yeah rock uh, yeah i thank you dwayne johnson you dwayne johnson well, you, Jacob, and he bought he bought the uh, xfl yeah, didn't he, he? he bought the xfl but yeah. he also has the titan games yeah and joe thomas was on that Looking lean, man. He beat his guy in one of the runoffs. Yeah. You know, I mean, they were doing all these things, pushing this, climbing that, jumping over this. Yeah. Uh, but it was impressive. But I'm thinking to myself, that's kind of like, you know, you yeah. back in the day. Yeah. You know, when you had to do the uh, the the Terry Long Olympics. Yeah, there. yeah. You know, wh- when Terry was Terry was big into that. And um, you know, when I went to Green Bay, uh, every day we started with. Uh, running over the uh, 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 the bags, uh, and did you my, ever fall? No, no. But, but my knees were so sore. Yeah. Uh, and and Rich Moran started calling me old junk. Yeah. <laughs> you know when I was in Minnesota, they had a seven man sled, and you're in camp. The one thing you had to do, you had to hit, and then do a seated roll, and yeah. then come up and fire off again. And it was like it made you so dizzy by the yeah. time you got down to the end. It was you got up and you started to run, and it was it was like you're running sideways, and you think you're trying to run forward, and you can't because yeah. you're all goofed up, man. Yeah, you know, as an offensive lineman, when you get old, oh. uh, it, it, you can feel it's a it. precipitous. Fall. Yeah, but you know, I mean, it's uh, like yeah, 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 yeah. You, you and, go downhill. Yeah, and. Uh, Remember when Lammy used to say, "This is the biggest day of my life." Yes, and he said, "This is the biggest day of my life." I started that up in Green Bay, and uh, Gruden and Andy Reid and Mooch loved it. I said, "You know, I, 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 when we were stretching, I go, this is the biggest day of my life.'" <laughs> and uh, um, and 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 I, I used to say, "Someone shoot me, put me out of my misery." <laughs> well, you've got to have that false chatter. It, it was, yeah. The key is false chatter. If you don't have false chatter, then yeah. you're in trouble, right? Because right. even when you don't feel like it, you got to put up that, "Hey, we got to go." Da, 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 right. You know, and you got to be one of those guys that brings the energy. Yeah. Fa- because if not, it falls apart. Yeah. False chatter. Uh, and and I did that when we were in Green Bay, and I did that when we were yeah. in Pittsburgh. Uh, I, you know, it 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 gets you fired up. You uh, have to. It gets you fired up. You have to look. One of the things I always talk about is down on the south side, Mike Tomlin used to have these uh, signs up on the uh, the doors heading out to the practice yeah. field. And on it said, take the field. Right. Now, to a lot of people that don't understand, it's very simple. All right? A very simple slogan. Take the field. Yeah. Okay, obviously, you go on the field. No. You, it's about attitude. When you yeah. pass those doors, you don't go out and saunter onto the field. Right. You don't go out, out and just walk on the field. You take the right. field, and it's yeah. got to be a commanding thing in your mind. You bring your presence. You bring your juice. You bring all the things that you can muster for practice because right. it's about making sure that you right. take with attitude that 
practice field and get the practice booted. And you get things. I, I always go back to who, you know, the one guy that absolutely, um, to me, always brings that added juice is a guy like Art Motes. Yeah. If you talk to Arthur, you can't help but have some extra juice yeah. in your jump. Right, right, right. And, we, you know, we were like that. Uh, we, oh, absolutely. We, we, you know, the, the one thing, if you were lackadaisical in the practice, oh, you weren't. You Can't weren't gonna it. have a. You weren't gonna have a good day. Uh, so every every day in camp or every day in practice, because our practices were hard. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, full pads. Uh, and uh, Chuck, uh, you know, I remember uh, one year we went in. Uh, we went in uh, sweats. Right. And I so I will. Wow. That was like it was crazy. It yeah. was one week. And yeah. that was the one when I got hurt yeah. on the first day of camp and didn't have any pad work whatsoever. Right, 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 right. And oh, how much time we got, Jacob? Okay, we're going to take a break. Hold that thought because we're coming back with more training camp. We're kicking it off here, baby. You're yeah, in the locker yeah. room. That's right. What's he, the matter? He's Wolf. Oh, way to go. Do it. I'm Tunch. Yeah. You're in the locker room. We'll be back with more stuff after this. And coffee. <laughs> The Locker Room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. I, I, I saw the Stones after Stones, they came. Man. They, the Stones, man. Uh, after they came out with Some Girls' album that uh, started me up. On Some Girls. What uh, girls? Yeah, it's called Some oh, Girls. Okay. Yeah, and, and the album is... Uh, with uh, Star Me Up and uh, me and Jake, uh, my buddy, right. uh, we went to Soldiers Field to the Super Bowl of Rock. And, really? And boy, it Who was, was playing? Uh, the Stones, man, um, uh, Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes, uh, and um, uh, Taj Mahal. Oh, yeah. Uh, and... Um, I, I and I, I I don't know the fourth. Uh... When I was in college, I worked security at then Rich Stadium, which was then New Era, yeah. and now, actually, the, the Ralph they called it, yeah. you know, in, in in Orchard Park, right? So I go there, and it's Fleetwood Mac, and it's Bob Welch, it's Pablo Cruz, Foreigner, you know, and I'm I am six feet right in front of Stevie Nicks, man. I'm telling you what, you talk about being dead center, right? Were you, in front. you were security. Yeah, we worked yeah. stage security. Yeah, yeah. it was crazy because there was like seventy thousand people there. Right. You know, and it's you look at it and go, you know, if all these people got honked off at once, it's Katie bar the door, man. I mean, yeah. it would be like whoop. You know, overwhelming. I, you know, I worked security in Boston at Indiana State. Yeah, and uh, I was uh, perched up on the stage and all these uh, girls were coming up to me goes can i can i talk to him can i talk to him and i said yeah no 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 well no it's not as good as i, I know you went to Barry Manilow right you know i mean that's just yeah you yeah know, i'll forever hold that over you well you know you should have never told me we, we that were, you went with your buddy to Fre Barry Manilow freddie freddie ferrara and i <laughs> From Yonkers, uh, we were walking across campus, and this guy came up to us and he said, "I'm not going to the Barry Manilow concert. You want two tickets to the Barry Manilow?" 
And I said, uh, oh, no, no, you no. You said, yay, no, yay, no, I'm I, going to Barry Manilow. No, I didn't say yay. <laughs> uh, and uh, we, we went uh, to the concert. Um, and uh, But the the uh, the highlight of the concert was when he played his... Uh, all the jingles. Uh, yeah, all the yeah. jingles. Uh, <laughs> you know, McDonald's jingles. Oh, come on. Tell the truth. You got up and danced to Copacabana. No, you know oh, yeah. you did. I didn't dance. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was um you know we we were trying we we made a solemn oath not to tell anybody <laughs> but you broke the oath cuz yeah, you told I, me I, right? I, 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 I got to bring it up at least well, once a year Well, you know um uh we had I think uh uh the second year we did our radio show we talked about the most embarrassing concert we went to. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know mine. And, and, you know my, my but I took Mila. I took my wife to that the first yeah. one. Yeah. You know I went to the Neil Diamond. Well, but I, Neil know, Diamond was a great concert. Yeah, Neil, it wasn't Barry Manilow. You know, uh, um, I wouldn't be embarrassed about Neil Diamond except holding the the heart light. The, the heart light. <laughs> I didn't hold one. Uh, you know, I, I I've. I've never seen Neil Diamond. I, w- I wouldn't he want was, to actually. He yeah. was he was a great concert. Yeah, yeah really I, I love Neil Diamond. But there were there were some people in the front row that you know when he had that one song about yeah. the heart lights and they're yeah. holding up these lights and I'm like, oh, oh my, oh, what have I got myself? Embarrassing. This, we took uh, some family members, older family members that uh, yeah know, loved Neil Diamond. So yeah, we went to that and I was. I was fine up until the heart light thing. Then it was like, uh, oh, yeah, boy. yeah. Well, you know, I, I was fine until the opening of the concert. <laughs> me and Freddie, oh yeah, Freddie took an oath. Oh my yeah. goodness! Let me tell you something. This reminds me now. Um, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the clock right here, right? And right now it is 9:26. So we about 38, 37 years ago right. at this time, we would hit the field. Up at St. Vincent College. Right. And the worst thing was, was that Monday morning, because we would report on Friday, Saturday, have one day off because of... Report on, on Thursday. Sa- yes. And, and Friday uh, and yeah. Saturday morning. Yeah. And, well, we'd have two practices Friday, two Saturday. Yeah. And, um, you know, then we'd have Sunday, and then we had six straight days of two-a-days. Right. And then another break, and then another six days. And it was like, it was the most depressing time. Right. You came back. Because it was a long haul. It's a twelve straight practices, fully boarded up. Two a days. Going at it with conditioning runs and everything. And I remember when we were sitting there and I was so in the tank. And you and Dunny, that being Gary Dunn, yeah. was sitting there and you started with your Dale Carnegie hey, stuff. Act enthusiastic and you oh, be enthusiastic. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jacob, you should have seen that. And, and yeah, he enthousi- was he's going reach for those positive vibes. Shake out those negative vibes. I'm going, <laughs> Gary, I'll never forget the look on Dunny's face. Yeah, yeah. It was a look of disgust yeah, and, and he, disdain. And he said, Dale Carnegie never <laughs> with, had camp. With with some uh, blue language woven yeah, through right, it. Right, yeah, right. Dale Carnegie couldn't last in yeah. camp. Well, Ted Peterson and I, uh, that offseason, took the Dale Carnegie class. Oh, I class. didn't know Teddy did. Yeah, yeah, Teddy did it with me. And uh, uh, it was it, it was fun, you know. What was that one book you had to make friends and influence and, and influence people and influence people? Yeah. Teddy should have read that before he tried to choke me in Cincinnati. Yeah, in yeah, the yeah. 
Well, you, you That's embarrassing. Well, you I made a up. call. You I made up. a call. You made a dummy call that was a call. Well, all right. So I was the dummy on it. But he yeah. should have known because yeah. that call was not live yeah. well, on that play. You know, I, uh, all of a sudden, Ted <laughs> in the huddle was choking you. We <laughs> turned the guy loose. And he, he it was his man. He turned yeah. loose. He sacked the quarterback. And he comes in and he goes, what are you doing? You called the turn. I said, you know that's not live on Netflix. He goes, you can't do that. He starts shaking you me. You can't he's, do he's that. He's got me around the neck in the huddle. He's shaking me. And Chuck is looking from the side. That was Monday night against the Cincinnati yeah. Bengals. Yeah. Chuck is looking to the side. I said, Teddy's like, going, you can't do that. I go, Teddy, slow down. Relax. <laughs> oh, is that funny? Yeah, that was funny. Oh, my heaven. So here we are. Think about it. And we, we beat the we beat the Bengals. Yeah, we did beat that, them. That, that Thank was, goodness, that, yeah. I, it didn't cost us that. We got game. on a roll that night. <laughs> yes, but you think about this thing. You go back to training camp, and the fact of the matter is, I kind of shudder thinking about it because right now we've just taken had that meeting, and then from the meeting room uh, right in front of Bonaventure Hall, right, we would run about seven hundred yards all the way down, down. across the, the the field, down the hill around the football field, and then be going to the stretch. Right. And I think that was so depressing. Yeah. And sometimes it'd be like 80, 90 degrees that early in the morning. And yeah. all you're thinking about is, I got this practice and another practice. Yeah. And, oh, my goodness. Yeah. It, it, you know, camp was depressing. It was. And it was hard. And it was. But you know what? What's that? It made us tough. It oh, made yeah. us tough. Well, the thing that you have to remember is that it, it becomes um, a, like last man standing. Yeah. You know, it literally is is all about that, uh, you know, you kind of weed yourself out. Yeah. But you go through that hardship and you become, and it gives birth to a team. Right. All that blood, sweat, and tears as you bring guys together. And that's one of the things I think you're going to miss from Heinz Field. Right. Is you're not going to have the same experience of committing to removing yourself from from your creature comforts of yeah. daily life. Right. Going in, checking into a Spartan existence, which is going to include a misery index because right. that's the nature of camp. And then, you know, going through that whole process that eventually, through the blood, sweat, and tears, you have a team for And you, you draw close together. Absolutely. It, you it, bond. Even, it, you know, even if you fight... You draw close to Oh, there's no yeah. question yeah. about it. Yeah. I mean, think about it. I remember even even Ben's first start when we went down to the hurricane in Miami. Right. Remember when that right. was delayed right. and we right. were down right. there? Um, they, and he, I talked to you into swimming in the, in so the big waves. Boy, talk about one of the stupidest things I've ever been talked into by you. Again, we got to have some point we'll come up with the uh, three stupidest things you've ever talked me into. But yeah. somewhere in there, walking in a hurricane right. and swimming we were, we were in the, the ocean. We were the night before. We took a, a a walk and, and a lot the of story. Yeah. A lot, yeah, a lot of people came. You with us. really influenced a lot of people to do stupid things. Yeah, yeah, you know. Right. Yeah, we were we were we were walking uh, outside the uh, hotel, uh, looking at the um, power uh, outages and uh, right. sparking. Oh, you know? there was all kinds of chaos, yeah, man. Yeah. So the point being is, I remember. Guys back then, even then, talked about the bonding experience right. that occurred when the lights went out. Everybody kind of started to get together, you know, and it was a weird situation. You know, there was no TV. There was no nothing. And then and then all of a sudden at 3 o'clock in the morning, 
The lights, lights came come on, on. Yeah. And the TV came on. Yeah, I was like, yay. And then, but the point um, in making that is that's one of those rare experiences that creates a bond amongst right. men. Right. And those type of bonding experiences combine to form uh, a team that t- carries you through the season. Right, right. You know, and the more experiences you have in situations like that and bonding together, the greater is your team's strength because it's not fragile. It's right. not something that breaks apart in the first sort of uh, adversity that you might face. Yeah, and Chuck used to say, will your body. Oh, will your body. How many times did we hear that? Yeah, will your body. Will your bo- My body doesn't want to be willed anymore. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Will will your body. Uh, uh, you you uh, Will your body beyond the soreness and beyond the fatigue uh, and beyond the depression. <laughs> and then depression, depression set, set in. in. How yeah. many times we said that over yeah. the years yeah. as uh, we were going about our business. And one, another story that I always love because it was the second week of the two days and then we were an afternoon stretch. And yeah. it was so hot and we yeah. were baking out there. Yeah. And it was over 90 and oh, the humidity was way up. You couldn't see the mountains in the morning. Because yeah. in the morning when you walked out, if you can't see the Laurel Highlands, yeah, that it's going to be a hold on to your keister day yeah. is what it's going to be. Um, so I remember seeing that in the morning and then in the afternoon. There we are baking. We're doing the hurdler stretch and we got our helmets on, full pads as always. And I, I was just baking and the crowds are screaming and all this and that. And I remember I looked over and I said, Chaluch, all right. I said, Tunch, give me something. You got to give me something, man. I need some encouragement. And you looked at me, and the sweat is rolling down your face, and you're 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 all red faced and everything like that. You look at me, and you go, "Now I know what bacon feels like." <laughs> I said, "That didn't help. That yeah, didn't get it. That, that was not encouraging. That, that didn't get it. Oh, that didn't get it at yeah, all." We, you know, um, camp was uh, tough in our day, and it was hot, and it was humid, and it was. Uh, uh, but it it's a bonding a, experience. Right, right, and right. And it's a weeding out process. Right, right. Because some guys weeded themselves out. Right. You remember, we'd we'd show up in the morning practice, and all of a sudden you'd like go, we're, uh, we're, we're down a couple we're, guys. Yeah, yeah, we're down a couple guys. And yeah. here you would have guys that would just disappear in the night, or right. we've walked up on guys as they're loading the trunk of the car and yeah. getting ready to fire it up and head on out because the football life was not for everyone. Right, 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 right. And it was um, as uh, the challenge would – uh, go on and on. Uh, guys used to quit. Yes. Uh, guys used to quit. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, 412-919-1316 if you want to get in on the conversation. Uh, he's Wolf and I'm Tunch, and you are in the locker room. We'll be back with more stuff right after this. got a good sense of where the group is. Um, largely the veteran players are, are a highly conditioned group. They answered the challenge that we pre- presented to them in the offseason when we work remotely, and that is to come uh, in very good condition. That was the only thing that they could control, and that would kind of be a catalyst for us to move forward. We acknowledged that that was the jello that we couldn't get back in the box, if you will, if they showed up out of shape. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So Mike Tomlin is excited about the vets coming into town uh, in shape. 
you know, they did the Zoom meetings. And uh, you know what? Uh, I did a Zoom Bible study uh, for weeks uh, through this uh, COVID thing. And, um, you know, it's not as good as face-to-face, but it... But it is. It helps. It helps. In a pandemic, it is the choice way to communicate. Right, right, right. Obviously. Right, right, right. Um, there's a lot of subtleties that uh, are left off that don't uh, get transmitted or communicated in the way that you would like. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's what you got to do. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, uh, you've got to train. I think most guys have a gym in their house. Uh, you know, uh, I, I keep hearing about Aaron McDonald, uh, Aaron Donald. Right. Uh, and he used to train at Pitt, but uh, he's uh, uh, he's training at the uh, he was training at the house. dungeon yeah. uh, in mom and dad's house. And, you know, that that's that's great. Absolutely. Yeah. You uh, know, the fact is you train where you can. Yeah. You know, that's how we trained at the Red Bull Inn. Right. Which was a great place to train. Yeah, that was a great place to yeah, train. Yeah, I mean, it was. Because we had uh, uh, burgers and steaks after uh, workout. Oh, but the prime rib, the filet, yeah. that was the, the yeah. mucho big old. Yeah. I mean, in that. But you here's the thing about it. And, and what if we're talking about training, sometimes trainers get off the mark. Yeah. You know, they get too crazy with. Uh, Every every movement and exercise, right? And it doesn't. It's to me that's uh, you start to get into um, hurting yourself because you're overusing the joints and ligaments and tendons, right? It's big squats, it's big benches, it's big deadlifts, whatever. It's building your body in the basic lifts, and you start with a grind in your mind. You've got to come up with a training routine where you're grinding with slow. Powerful movements that give way to faster, more ballistic-oriented movements as you proceed towards the season. Right. And that's, to me, the prescription that always um, benefited me, benefits everybody, if you ask me. Uh, And you just have to make it fit your body. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, we started uh, when uh, we trained at the Red Bull Inn. We trained with Colby, uh, Webby. Uh, Larry Brown and Steve Corson, Ted and, Peterson and, too. and Ted Peterson, right? And then uh, uh, when John Cole became strength and conditioning uh, uh, coach, as after he retired, in did he retire in eighty one or eighty two? Uh, eighty two. Yeah, was his last season, yeah, I believe. Yeah, in eighty two, you we had great. He he had all those bumper plates, uh, and we were doing Olympic lifts. We were doing come downs. We were doing, right. uh, and then he would have us running. Right. Yeah. Now, part of the problem was I think we ran too much, but for some guys it's better, for some guys it's a little worse. Yeah. You know, if, in retrospect, as I looked at it, where things started to go south for me was when I, I oriented more towards the distance running, and I, I, I lost a lot of weight that one time because, you know, everybody was trying to lean out. And my my strength dropped yeah. way too much, and I I was much better. Even though I cramped more, <laughs> I was uh, it was a lot better when uh, I I was stronger and and so forth. So yeah, so uh, uh, you I know, was a strength oriented player, right? Yeah, you when were, you don't play according to your strengths, then you're playing according to somebody else's perception of it, right? And that is where you run into trouble because you're not who you are. So you bench press 505. Yeah. That, and and you deadlift? 
840. 840. I did, I did pull 900 to my knees, man. That was cool. Yeah. I thought I had it. And yeah. uh, then I then I, I, I thought I almost gave myself an annual. Yeah, and, and, I, and you were, 1981, but, you were in the you know, NFL, or in the uh, World's Strongest Man, world's yeah. strongest man yeah. competition. That was, there were some really big dudes there. Yeah. Oh, that was big. Yeah. But, you know, that's where, for me, that's the way that was the way to go right you know what i mean for you you were more technically oriented and right. you excelled in the martial application of punching and moving yeah and so forth as far as working with sarge which i also appreciated and in in love but not to the extent that you did yeah yeah and that's where the difference because lied. i wasn't strong i i i i couldn't uh you know i squatted the most 500 pounds i deadlift the most 500 pounds uh you know and i i couldn't get over 395 uh on on my bench but i i was uh uh stronger in my push press yes uh yeah and you know i i i just wasn't uh uh but you were oriented towards the the punching and moving, right. and pass protection, and also run blocking. You were a great technician. Yeah, and you know some guys, if your technique is as good, it's better to be strong. Right. <laughs> you know, um, if and if your strength is not good, it's you better, better be, be technically right on, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it exactly. So you know, uh, when I would lift with you, I got hurt because I tried to, you know. We used to take uh, uh, the forty fives off, and I and I, I started thinking, oh man, I can't take that many forty fives off, and then I got hurt. Yep, I got, you know, I got hurt more in the weight room than I ever did on the field, <laughs> because you know you you were you were amazingly strong. Webby was amazingly strong. Colby was amazingly strong. Cole, uh, Bubba Brown was amazingly strong, and. Corson was amazingly strong, and uh, I was amazingly weak. <laughs> not weak, no, but, yeah, but, but not strong. It, it was yes, it was not in the same vein. But yeah. again, you know, that's part of the application of are you technically proficient? Yeah, it's like Moon Mullins. Yeah, Moon was not a strong guy, right? But Moon, the last guy to successfully successfully pull off a reverse crab block in the yeah. NFL. Yeah, I mean, I've never seen it. I never saw it since Moon. Right. Outside play, he'd hit you straight up, and then he would swing his legs around right. and, and crab block yeah. you on all fours. Nobody, I, learned that, I learned that from him. Well, yeah. I mean, nobody did that in the yeah. NFL, and Moon did it. Yeah. I mean, it was just amazing to me. Yeah, but you know one thing uh, that uh, Chuck was uh, good at was not being – focused on how much you weight oh yeah uh, you know he 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 just cared if you could play he believed uh, in the he, technical application right, right. of the you know the spot that you're in right and well, you know he went over technique and technique and technique right. and over and over and over and over and the again. other thing that made everybody able to uh amp it up a little bit is when you considered the overall aspect of what was going on right chuck would always say you know See the big picture. Right. Know what motion Understand does. What Understand what we're trying, trying to, do. to do here. Yeah. And that's that was all part of Chuck giving you the the mental uh, wherewithal behind it to increase your ability to anticipate what your opponent was going to do. Right. 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 You know. So, yeah. And uh, when we looked at Webby and we looked at uh, Colby and we looked at Bubba Brown and we looked at Steve Corson, they were 
Hulks. Oh, they were they were incredible. Yeah, strong. they were they were incredible. How about Bubba punching Gastineau so much that yeah, you know I mean he started he, just, he, he, he after the game he was in tears. He yeah. was so upset over yeah. how he was dominated by Boss Brown. But yeah. Boss did that to a lot of guys. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Fred Cook from Baltimore. Yeah. Fred Cook played the whole second half uh, looking for the screen pass. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he wasn't rushing. You know, you get your chest, your rib cage, your shoulders driven into your spine with a punch. Right. You know, and you're just suddenly not, you're not all that eager to go after a guy. Right. You know, when he's able to hit you that hard. Yeah. So, you know, for us, I, this was the perfect place for us to land because Chuck right. was not a size guy orientation. Yeah. And in the guard trapping offense, such as we have, like one of the things I always talk about, tackle traps weren't run until John Kolb got to playing tackle. Right. All right. Because he was mobile enough. Yeah. He was an athlete enough. And here he is strong enough and able technically to work the line in punch and pass protect and so forth. But he could still pull like a guard and run like a deer, and he was just a tremendous athlete, which is why he should be in the Steelers Hall of Honor, which I, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. But whether it's this year or next year, I'm still – we're putting in our, our bid for John Colbert. We're, we're, we're putting him up there saying, come on, yeah, yeah. he belongs in the Hall of Honor, baby. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, uh, it, it's I love the tackle tracks. I oh, love the tackle tracks. Do you remember the I one we pulling oh, out? The one I uh, – I was I was I was writing about it in the off season, and I'm going to um, probably record it as a podcast at some point in time. But it was the one in um, oh, where I think it was uh, it was a '93 trap, and and the guy moved to the inside. I gotta I gotta pull that up and read that. Yeah, I, I, I'll bring that up because that that '93 traps were great. Yeah, and someone was blitzing, and yeah. I hit him. Yo, uh, you ear hold him. Yeah. Ear hold him. It was. I thought it was against the Lions, but I'm not sure. I, I think it was against Cincinnati's Houston, Cincinnati. It's one Cleveland. of those. I got to go back yeah. and look. Yeah. But you know, the whole thing about it is that was one of those plays, and it was so dependent on. Listen, you got to have function as one as an offensive line. Right. You got to have five guys. Yeah. But you all got to think alike and be on the same page, especially in a trapping offense, because sometimes you couldn't get the calls out. Guys would would move to a position late on you, defensively speaking, and it would change the whole complexion of the play. And if you couldn't get it out, and, and suddenly there's a guy running through, but at the same time you knew from enough experience, like I knew, for instance, when the one time the guy came, came to my inside shoulder yeah. and then went to the outside, you, you, I'm going to take the inside guy. You're going to take the outside right. guy without even calling it because right. you you'll you'll figure it out. Yeah, when we, you knew, see it. we knew, we knew, we knew. Yeah, uh, you know, um, I that's had- hard. When uh, the big kahuna, Ron Blackledge, went to Indianapolis, right. I asked him, I said, how come you don't, how come they don't trap here? And he said, because we... You don't keep them together long enough. We, we don't keep them together long enough because of free agency. Yes. And, uh, and we, can't, uh, we can't do it. And so the, the trapping game went out the window. Right. Uh, and... Uh, you know, there there is still a couple of there's still uh, traps, but they they're not as complicated yeah. as when we the, made them. No, they're not. Like the whole offense was based around the trapping game. Right. Yeah. Our, our play action was based off of traps. Right. Things of that nature, and so it it we we were trapping coming off the bus. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at the locker room. That's it. How we long said. Yeah. Exactly. You're not going to trap you coming off the bus. Yes, and and so it was, and that's why you needed shorter guys who were more athletic. Right. Played with great technique. 
under and up, you always had to have the under and up because right. tall guys would get crushed on the traps. Yeah. You know, because you'd get guys cut on, getting underneath them, and then you've got feet in the hole. you got butts in the hole. Right. You know, I mean, it just it didn't work. Yeah. You know, so anyhow, it was a great, great spot for us to be in to come into That's that trapping right. offense. And, uh, and you know, we, we, we pulled almost every play. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, we had oh, this no. toss 16U that uh, I pulled out to get the outside linebacker and then the toss 28 hook. I pulled out to get the uh, uh, corner, and you pulled up flow 38. Everything. Yeah. No, no. We pulled more than you. Yeah, you pulled Guards pulled more. Yeah, yeah, Now, the yeah, only yeah. one was centers until Dermani got there. Yeah. Because Webby didn't know. Webby, yeah, Webby didn't pull. We'd have to, we'd, we always used to joke with Webby we had to put you in motion. But, right. <laughs> so you could be out there in time. <laughs> you know, Mike Webster was the quickest three-step guy I've ever right. seen, you know, but that that was it. But he couldn't pull. <laughs> no, no, but that was the three steps. After that, anybody, but his first three steps was just, he was amazing. Right. You know, and, his, and he being able to get his position, you know. So, having said all that, um, we are looking at, as we go into, what were we talking about first? Right. What, we're, I, we're, I, we're, we're way back off of something there. Yeah, yeah. We we we, we, we you talk about we got on a tangent. The, we yeah. got on a tangent. But yeah. the thing about it is, getting back to these guys, um, yeah. you know, one of the things that that's going to be happening is just this whole run up, and I'm excited to see this getting back to training camp today. Yeah, because you know the pads, you got to see some pads. Well, you know, I'm at the point now where I'm getting a pop apoplectic about it. Yeah. Uh, so Tuesday. Uh, you like that? It's a big word. Yeah. My mom is, she's, you know, Hoopy's listening. So she's sitting there at home and she's going, oh, honey, that's a big word. That sounds like you went to college. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like you went to class. Hoopy, he didn't go to class. <laughs> shh, shh, don't. Yeah. He, don't out me now. Hoopy, uh, tell him to get the uh, the degree completion plan. <laughs> you know, you, you're going to get me in trouble with my yeah. mom here. Huh? Yeah. Get Zooks, man. You're gonna start some trouble. Yeah. She's gonna be on the phone tonight, and it's gonna be like, because you know, I, I I'm, not, you know, who, it's like Dick LeBeau. I talk to my mom every night, right? You know, just calling her up and everything, see how she's doing. Making I talk sure. to my mom every night, right? So, you know, it's funny because uh, you know, you just converse about things, and then she'll say, "I heard Tunch say this." <laughs> uh, Dad, gummit, Tunch. Loose lips sink ships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, one one of the things. Uh, uh, is Tuesday they're going to practice? No, more. Wednesday. Well, Wednesday. Yeah, Tuesday is the final. Tomorrow is the final strength and conditioning oh, period oh, oh, day. Oh, 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 Wednesday starts the ramp up, where again um, they they can go uh, put on shells and stuff like that, yeah. and then proceed to get this ramp up to Monday the seventeenth. Right, and um, it, including ninety minutes. Where they can increase fifteen minutes each day to get to two hours. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so Monday. Tell me you wouldn't want to play that uh, today. I, huh? I, I, the yeah. money's way more. The hitting's way less. Yeah. Dead Zooks, man. That's pretty good. All right. Uh, so we're gonna take a break, uh, and we're gonna talk about uh, uh, more stuff. Because uh, there's always uh, stuff. Yeah. The, you gotta you know, have, if you don't have stuff to talk about, you got yeah, nothing. You know what? Um, you gotta have stuff. The the thing is, they're gonna be pads on next Monday. Right. And um, I don't know how intense they're gonna be in pads. M- maybe the there's a gradual run up uh, uh, in uh, pads. 
Uh, but, uh, you know, you mean they're not going to go Oklahoma first thing, 20 minutes after it starts? They they don't do, they don't do Oklahoma drill. (laughs) I know because it's now ruled out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, headbutts is no, you know, uh, George Perlis, our defensive line coach, uh, you know, the headbutts were pow. Absolutely. They have guys go down the line. The rookies would always headbutt with every veteran to warm them up as part of the process. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to take a break. Uh, he's Wolf. We're going to do our headbutts when yeah, we uh, yeah. in the break here. You're in Jacob, come on over here, bud. Let's you're, do some headbutts. You're in the locker room. Tunchin' Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunchin' Wolf. Good morning. No, Good morning. No. Good morning. Yes. Get Zooks, Jacob. You cannot play this anymore. This is as bad as it gets on a Monday morning. Good morning. The Beatles are the Beatles. great. The boss. Born the, to run. Now well, that's yeah, something well, fantastic. We, we, we had the boss. Good morning. Yeah, good, mo- good morning. Oh, good morning, good morning good, Jacob. Yeah, yeah, good yeah. morning, Tunch. No, where's Lam Martina? Yeah. Good morning, Brian. Yeah. How well, are you? Speaking of Brian, he asked you to uh, oh. make an announcement for uh, SNL, uh, Steelers Nation. Uh, that would be you, SNR. SNR. The SNL, yes. SNR, whatever it takes. So Saturday says, Night Live. All right. So here, Steelers Nation Unite members have a chance to chat live with safety Minka Fitzpatrick tomorrow at 4.30 p.m. Minka will field your questions about training camp and the upcoming season. So all you got to do to participate is download the Steelers, Steelers official mobile app and create a fan profile. That's Minka Fitzpatrick in the latest edition of the SNU Huddle this Tuesday, which will be tomorrow. SNR. Oh, uh, SNU. No, SNU. Right. Would you shut up? I'm what, doing this. What, I got it in front of me. What's SNU? Steelers Nation Unite. Oh, yeah. SN, yeah. Well, you said SNR. Well, first one was Steelers Nation Radio. Right. Okay. Uh, then Steelers Nation Unite. Unite, yeah. Okay. So stay with me, Chalooch. I got you here. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Steelers Nation Unite Huddle t- this Tuesday, which is tomorrow at 4.30. So get that download from uh, the Steelers mobile app. Right. Uh, so, Minka. Uh, and forget uh, the Beatles with good morning. Yeah. Gad Zooks, that's just. Come on, man. We need something more up tempo. Uh, well, th- that was up tempo. That was up tempo. That's like, that's like uh, tea. Yeah. That's like tea in the morning. Yeah. You know, a little chamomile tea. Yeah. It's not like thunder. Morning thunder, that's what you need. Yeah. Did you ever have morning thunder tea? No. That's uh, no, oh, that, yeah, 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 that's yeah, yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. better. Yeah, that, they used to have that back in the '80s, man. I cranked that bad boy. Yeah, up. but but I I like coffee better. Oh yeah, coffee's yeah. the best. Yeah, but if you had to go tea, because like at some point in time, you're like going, oh, I'll try the tea. You know, well, the tea, the chamomile. You know, tea. you know what? Um, it's too bad that Starbucks wasn't around when we played. Oh, I know. Because uh, you know we had just straight coffee, and it it wasn't strong enough. No, uh, no. Uh, I mean, you had to like, yeah. you know, cut the water and, and double up on the on the uh, coffee grounds. Right. And then you get the coffee grounds overflowing the thing and making a mess. Did you ever have it overflow? You know, you fill it like too much, and it overgoes the, the paper filter, and then it flows out, and all of a sudden you got to back up, and then. 
it's chaos. You, you've got uh, a mess. It's just chaos. It's you've a got mess. a mess. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. But that's what I like about uh, Starbucks, you know, because you go there for your four bucks or so six we're, bucks. Yeah, or... we're, we're going to um, talk uh, to uh, former players. Uh, you know, you, you want to talk about uh, talk to Alan Fanica first. I do. I do. Uh, you know, the thing about Alan Fanica is, uh, was it five years in a row now he's been in the finals? Right. I mean, come on. Yeah. Come on. You know, I understand that uh, they didn't want to go four Steelers, you know, because you got Donnie Shell, you got Bill Cower, and um, uh, Troy Palomalo. Troy Palomalo, yeah. right? So you got those three guys. So then uh, they said, not Al. Alan, come on. Alan, he had better stats in every way over Hutchinson, who was worthy. Right. All right. I'm not saying Hutchinson is not worthy. Right. But uh, Allen is worthier. Right. Right. Okay. Right. I mean, it, it just absolutely frosts me that you're going to do that to a guy. And now, because of newbies coming in, that his chances actually statistically get less. Yeah. Because you've got uh, Charles Woodson and. I think uh, there is a uh, Steeler anti bias. Oh, there's no question. Yeah, because Donnie Shell should have been in, and Andy Russell should Andy be in. Andy Russell still should so be in. So Andy Russell went to Pro Bowls before the Steelers were good. Yes. And he w- he went to two Super Bowls, and I think he went to five Pro Bowls. Uh, and he, I think he went to nine. Or nine, like that. nine Pro Ridiculous. Bowls. Yeah, a whole uh, bunch. Yeah. Uh, okay, if it's five, it's yeah, five. You know, but the 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 Pro we'll just pad his stats. That's the, okay. The, the Pro Bowls. Uh, were before the Steelers were good. Yes. Uh, and, uh, you know. And he served this country. Yeah, you that's know? right, he, yeah. He, I just, you got to have the greatest respect in the world for Andy Russell because even after Chuck came here and he was a pro bowler and he says, uh, you're not very good. You know, like, going, that's got to be a little smack in the grill. Right. You yeah. know, when your new coach just tells you, you're not very good, yeah. but we'll make you better. Um, you know, or you'll be gone. That that uh, um, <laughs> coach didn't, and Andy, coach Andy, Noll didn't mince words. Did Andy he? said that uh, Chuck Noll made him better. Oh, there's no uh, question. Yeah, yeah and, he made uh, all of us better. Yeah, he made all of us better because he was focusing on technique and focusing on the playbook, and uh, uh, he wanted us to um, mentally be sharp. And uh, we were. He was an excellent communicator, yeah, yeah. and he was one who could motivate you. Even Joe Green got a little uh, – his innards ran a little bit when Chuck gave him the bulldog look. Right, right. You know, I mean I, – I, 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 um, I asked Joe years ago. I said, um, Joe, did Chuck intimidate you? He said, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's no question. Yeah, I, and I found that fascinating right. for him to admit that. Yeah, because I, I thought Joe whoever was, intimidated yeah, Joe Green. No, yeah, no, Joe was uh, a fearless. Absolutely, and, but everybody was intimidated by Chuck. Well, and I always love the one story he told when we were up at training camp a few years back when we had Joe as a guest. And we, I said to Joe, I said, you know, you're pretty wild and wooly when you're young. And I said, I didn't know there's a story out there where. Um, you know, when, when did, uh, coach Knoll first put the, the discipline to you a little bit? And he said that it was his second year and he'd he come back. Door. Yeah. He came back from the, the training hall and he stopped by the locker room. He was going to take his shoulder pads, helmets, cleats up to the dorm so that he wouldn't have to come down before the meeting. He could just nap and then throw his stuff on there. And I said, uh, okay. So you went and you got it. He goes, no, no. I came and he said, the door was locked. And I said, oh, really? I said, what happened then? He goes, I kicked the door in, you know? I went and got my stuff and went up to my room. Yeah. I said, 
okay, what happened? He said, about 15 minutes later, there's a knocking on the door. He said, it's Coach Noel. He looked at me and he said, that'll be 500, Joe. And then he walked away. Yeah. And he said, like, I was like, 500 back then was a lot, a lot of, of money. money. It's still a lot today to yeah. me. But you know what? The thing about it for back then, that was huge. Yeah. For a young, wild and woolly rookie, um, that had to be, or second year guy, that had to be even bigger. Well, so when we, uh, when we got in a fight in Houston, uh, we got fined $500 oh. for entering the fighting area and $500 for fighting. And, exactly. And it was a thousand dollars. You know, I still don't understand what the fighting zone was. Right. I mean, how do you tell where it starts and yeah. where it stops? Yeah. You well, know, do you enter we the got fighting in zone? It. We we got it into it. Well, we were into it and it happened. Yeah. But it's not like you go, Oh, if I step over this line, that's five hundred. If I don't, I'm good. Well, Chuck uh uh appealed it for us. Yes, he the did. next year we were playing the Giants in New York and uh uh, we went see what, what I, I I forget his first name is, but last name was Brown, uh, uh, John Brown. Uh, Bob I don't Brown. remember. Yeah, and, Doesn't uh, matter. Uh, and uh, uh, Chuck was like Judd for the defense. Yeah, he said he was Perry Mason. Yeah, he was Perry Mason. He he was great, and he he had uh, astute points uh, to to tell tell uh, Brown. Uh, that we shouldn't get fined. Uh, it was Joe Brown. That's who it was. Joe Brown, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then uh, um, I remember Joe Brown said, guilty. Oh, yeah. He yeah. Was, you know, he, we, we appealed it, and he said, denied. All right, no, you know, you guys got to pay. And I'm like, oh, come on. And, and, Chuck you know, just had a great oratory, uh, the whole defense. And, and, he, and he said, Joe Gre- or, uh, uh, Chuck Noll said to Joe Brown, he said, if you don't let these guys uh, protect their teammates, you, in essence, emasculate them. Right. And uh, you looked at me and I said, emasculate? I'll, uh, I'll tell it to you. I'll explain <laughs> it to you later. I'll explain it to you later. <laughs> you know, the fact was, he didn't even think but 90 seconds of that. Yeah. Because he sat there. He's just kind of mm, scratching on the pad a little bit. And then he just goes, nah, appeal denied. It was like, why did we even bother? You've got video footage. you got Chuck explaining the whole thing, and then in 90 seconds or less, yeah. your appeal is denied. And it was just like, really? I mean, I, I, could, I couldn't even understand. You got, you got Doug Smith taking out Walt Abercrombie right. behind the play, maybe 20 yards behind the play, with a vicious blindside right. hit that almost decapitated poor Walt. Right. And you don't call anything? Yeah. You know that the boys, the hounds of the Baskervilles, are going to be after yeah. Doug Smith, and so we were. And yeah. we, we, there was a little bit of vigilante justice handed out right, there, but right. that's the way it was back in the NFL back then. Yeah, and and that was uh, uh, when uh, Chuck Knoll went after Jerry Glanville. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And that was, uh, you know, and it was that was needed. Yeah, you know what, Coach Knoll was standing up for us. You know what I mean? He was letting them know because Jerry. Coached along those lines yeah. of, of borderline, even way beyond the borderline hits. Right. You know, it was uh, one of those deals and issues where I think that um, you know Jerry went way overboard. Yeah, uh, and that's saying something for that time period because you know how it was. It was vicious. It was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. You know, and uh, that's the way it it was. And they, they've they've gotten it obviously better. Things are better today. 
Um, but at the same time, I, I kind of miss some of the, the bitter rivalries. Yeah, I, I miss those days. Yeah, there, there was a lot of, you know, there's, there's, it's a good feel when you got the, one of those, you know, Mike Tomlin refers to them as two trains, one track. Right. You know, when you had those great rivalries of physicalness that you come together and it's a combustible thing. Let me tell you something, man. There is nothing more exciting than going to a game when knowing that it's a forget-me-not game. Yeah. You know, you're not going to going to send flowers or apologize for anything. Right. You know, you are going to go out there, and you know it's going to be chippy. You know it's going to be hard fought. You know it's going to be um, one of them games where you got to have your, uh, you know, your warning beepers on all the time right. because, you know, some late hits be coming, and you just you got to stand up for your boys too. So, yeah, yeah. It, I love those. If you want to get in on this conversation, it's four one two. Nine one nine one three one six. And if you want to call and tell Tunch not to play the Beatles, good morning, good uh, morning. Get Zooks, man. That's what? just that's just that's no way to to like enliven a Monday morning. Yeah, well, it's a good morning. It's oh, it's a good morning. Good heavens. Hey, Jake, did you like Good Morning? Well, I love Sergeant Pepper's. Yeah. Okay. It's a great album. Yeah. So I like Peppers, so just, just not Sergeant Peppers. Slap, slap, uh, slap, Craig. Oh, forget about it, man. Who's Craig? <laughs> Who calls him Craig? You call him Craig? His his Every name is Craig. I know, but I've never heard you call him that. Yeah, well, yeah, isn't that crazy. Well, yeah, he surprises you every now and then, coming out with something. You know yeah. what I mean? Good news today. Uh, well, it happened over the weekend, but wide receiver James Washington was activated right. from the reserve COVID nineteen list, which leaves just cornerback Justin Lane and running back Jalen Samuels on the list. Um, I'm excited for James. Now, I got to ask you something though, Chaluch, because how do you get COVID-19 from cow punching or steer wrestling or doing a little bronco busting? Yeah. I mean, that's what – James is out on the farm, right? He's out in Oklahoma. He's yeah, out there. Out on the ranch. Yeah, down on the ranch doing stuff with, uh, you know, like punching cows and and Brandon and, you know, well, white herb I, you stuff. You know, I, I – I, was he uh, – was he – Can you get COVID-19 from, I don't know, cows? I, th- I you know – I, I, I think they're, uh, you know, uh, it's um, uh, the positive, the positive, uh, testing. Uh, positive testing yes. uh, was, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, all I'm saying is I'm glad I'm making fun of the fact that he, you know, tested positive. Uh, you know, he got the COVID-19. He's over it. That's right, good. Right. You know what I mean? But I, I'm sitting there thinking, you know, if you're out on a ranch, right. you would think maybe, mm-hmm, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But if that, that can now, then, of course, you never know. I mean, yeah. those cows are very social like right. critters. You know, well, you know. You know uh, My uncle was a dairy farmer, and those cows, they get, you know, they come in and they're zooming through the, the dairy barn, man. Right. Did you ever, did you ever go in there when they, you know, with the, in a dairy cows? You know, I... Never saw dairy cows except on a field trip. Really? Yeah. You went on a field trip. To- we, we went at, we went on a field trip to a dairy farm uh, when I was in. Uh, Did you help milk them? You know, no, you, no, you get no, the, no, no, no. We just we used. To, I learned how to milk them by hand and then milk them by machine. Yeah. You know, that's pretty. That's did, crazy. They had kittens around, man. You like squirt the the kittens with the so. The milk. Did you really hand milk a cow? I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, when you you know, growing up, you just now you got to be careful because you don't want to mess with the bulls. The bulls were, you know, you got yeah. The bulls were always somebody that you don't want to mess with. Because did you slap mess- the ball? <laughs> no. <laughs> you mess with the bull, you get the horns. Yeah, yeah. Trust you slap me. the you slap the tail <laughs> of the bull. Yeah, <laughs> that was that'd be a very dangerous thing to do, my friend. Right, right, you didn't right. Didn't want to do that. I remember watching from the barn when my uncle Art, who was the dairy farmer, and some of his hired hands, and they were taking a bull and putting him into the trailer, and that bull didn't want to go. Yeah, that was a that was a little dangerous and scary. Yeah, I, for I was like I don't know, must have been eight or nine years old. I remember that bull with the horns. I'm thinking to myself, man, I don't want to be out there. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in a locker room, and we'll be back <laughs> with more stuff. I think I'm going to Kathmandu. That's really, really where I'm going to. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Welcome back, everybody. That's, of course, the great Bob Seeger talking about Catman. Catman, is that in Tibet? Yeah. Okay, and that like, uh, don't they gotta like, uh, they they jump off there when they're going to Mount Everest or something like that? Yeah, um, I think. Yeah, I think you know it, it's, uh, uh, you know, you stair step to get to Mount Everest. You know and, what? And, and I every think that's time. the stupidest thing in the world. Who would want to climb Mount Everest? Why? You know, the, the fact that uh, when you climb Mount Everest, um, you get to the uh, oxygen level that uh, can kill you. And uh, and a, a lot of guys get, uh, get kind of crazy, and they want to do it, and, uh, and they... I yes. think it's just nuts. Yeah. You know, you get up on top of the world. They go up there, and you might be able to look for maybe two or three minutes right. or ten minutes or something. Like, okay, now you get to start down again. Right. To me, that's like absolutely coco loco. Yeah. Absolutely nuts. But, of course, can't man do? Yeah, Jacob, you wouldn't do it either, would you? No, I think you're totally wrong. You What? It's a huge accomplishment. Yeah. It's like the biggest physical accomplishment a person You, you would want to do this. Seriously. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my heavens. No, do you want to, like, jump out of airplanes? It's only $40,000 to get up to Mount Is it Everest. really? Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. <laughs> He's like, the millennial in him just yeah. showed up. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah, if I want to yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it is and expensive. And I thought you were agreeing with me. It is I expensive. Would yeah. I mean... Oh, I, I would, would just not. do it. I don't know. I'd just spend that much money. <laughs> uh, I, don't I don't think that's a millennial thing. Forty G's is is a lot, right? Well, absolutely. Yeah. But I let me tell you something. Even if I had the money, I would not. That would not be right. right. I'd be spending on going to like Hawaii, baby. Yeah. Right. Paradise Island down in the Caribbean. There I, you go. I, I would. I would want to go to Machu Picchu. Macho Picchu? Yeah, Machu Picchu. Did you ever Pichu. see the stairs there? Yeah, I... I you I, could I, have a heart attack I, going up know, down them I, stairs. I, I'd like to hike up Machu Picchu. My parents went there 15 years ago. They did? Really? Did, did they hike the whole oh, thing? Yeah. They started from the base? Yep. And they... Uh, how how was it? They loved it. It was 15 years ago. It was 2016, 2004. Do you know how high up it is? Oh, it's, it's high. Yeah, I don't it's know like exactly how. Is high, it up but... like eight, ten thousand feet, or something above sea level? Did your parents uh, get headaches uh, 
No, I mean they were. Re- I mean at that point they were pretty young. Yeah. So I don't think it. Now I don't think they would do it. Yeah. But at that time they they really enjoyed it. I'd want to do it now. Did you ever see those stairs? You fall down the stairs, you keep falling a right, long that's, ways. It's not like Everest. In Everest, you got somewhat of a slope, but through Machu Picchu, it's steep. Who, yeah, but who the, decides the, to build a village that high? Yeah, but the Hillary step uh, in Mount oh, Everest. Are you talking about Mount Everest? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, well, uh, that was named after uh, Hillary Clinton, yeah. right? No, not Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Sir Hillary. Uh, Sir Edmund Hillary. Yeah, Sir Edmund Hillary. Um, you know, I, I'd like to do Machu Picchu. That 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 looks cool. I think that's just like crazy. Right. You know, you live up above the clouds. I mean, come on. You crazy? Yeah. I mean, think about how hard it is to mow your lawn if you're, you know, you got a downhill. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's hard. And then what are you going to do? You got to terrace the, the the the, the cornfields and yeah. all that sort of stuff. I don't know. I to me, well, do, do you if remember, you're a hunter and a gatherer, do you, do you, you remember? Know? Do you remember when I was sending you, uh, sending uh, you those text pictures? When you stand on the edge of a volcano, uh, that volcano in. Uh, you're just an idiot. You know that Death Valley. Yes, Death Valley was uh, was the best hiking because you had a volcano, you had a mountain, you had canyons, you had badlands. You want to go to Death Valley? I want to go to Paradise <laughs> Island. I mean. I'm sorry, but the, the Death Valley was a great hike. It's like hiking. I always say, you know what? It's like my daughter Megan says. All right, there's two types of people: one's built for speed, the other's built for comfort. Well, I'm not, I'm not built for speed. I I just like let me hiking. tell you, so, yeah, Ilkins, they like hiking, they like adventure. Wolfies, we like dessert. You know, what I mean, that's just the way it is. Okay, yeah, you, you know who you are. Yeah, you know, and who you are is what we want to talk about next. Is Benny Snow right? Because one of the things we we uh, were discussing beforehand was we got to need we need a better running game. Got to have right. a better running yeah. game. And of course, James Conner is the lead dog right now. Right. But Benny Snell, when you think about and review his his year last year, think about this, Chaluch. On top of a, a three weeks off for knee injury. Right. right? Now you you know how hard is your rookie year. Yeah. But then you got uh, three weeks because you got yourself a lower body injury. Right. And yet the kid still came out and he performed well enough with 108 carries, 426 yards, and a right. couple of TDs, including 98 yards versus Cincy yeah. in Week 12. And what I remember, if I think it was a Cincy game, but one of those games, they gave it to him on a fourth and two or something like that. He cut back all the way and got outside. Actually, took it to the outside right. when it was fourth and one or two. And he did that with confidence, and he did that with speed and 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 decisiveness he didn't you know stutter and stammer and his you know uh, you know in the hole or anything like he cut back and he kept reading the holes and where the linebackers were flown to i was very impressed with that right and benny snell is one of those guys that uh you know i think is uh capable of getting better all right uh let's go to the phones who's there Doug from Georgia. Doug, welcome to the locker room, Doug. Hey, Tunch. Hey, Wolf. Uh, thanks for uh, taking my call. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah. we can hear you, yeah, brother. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I'm pulled over on the road. Hey. Um, That's good. All right, be careful. Don't yeah, get yourself yeah. rammed. Yeah, so I'm out in the middle of nowhere, but, hey, you still got to be safe. Where Where are you out in the middle of nowhere? I'm, I'm in a... Uh, Kind of Greg Laurie territory, okay. Fort Valley, Fort Valley, Fort Valley. Okay. 
It's uh, yeah, it's out in farmland. Actually, I work on a farm. Oh, oh, beautiful. Well, come ahead, Doug. What you got, brother? Hey, um, you guys are so smart. So every time I try to call, you guys already talked about it. But you know, I really miss the running game and just getting those few yards for a first down. I just pray that Mr. Connor stays healthy. Right. Because he is awesome. Yes. 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 And, and I, you know, I, I, you know, and you already talked about Ben not overusing his arm. Yeah. We don't know how it's going to be. So I'm kind of worried about that. First, Doug, can so, I say, let me just say this. Mark the tape, Jacob, because that's the first time anybody said I was smart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> greatly appreciate oh, you, you calling it. in and you know the thing that you you're highlighting though is we need a running game right we need a running game this year yeah. and part of having yeah. that running game let me just say this it's seven in the huddle because you cannot crowd the box automatically when you got seven in the huddle right that's that's the way it is yeah you know uh, uh bro uh, i i just think um the the offense is going to be dictated this year by how well they run the game, the, the how yes, well sir. the running yes, game sir. goes. And, and you know, yeah. uh, we're old school, and we want to see yep. the running game. We want to see the Absolutely. running game. And, yeah. you know, with uh, two tight ends, uh, Eric Ebron and Vance McDonald, we should, uh, uh, we should get a running game. And then uh, with Derek Watt as the fullback, uh, he's a digger. Uh, he digs them out, and he's uh, when when you ISO linebackers, Derek Watt wins. So I I just think, and you know, uh, I've heard that Matt Canada is going to um, uh, be a lot of. Uh, uh, of, about the offense, and uh, he's going to... I think we're going to see some nice little additions, some yeah. nuances that right. were not able to be applied or were not applicable last year due to the situation with Ben being out. Right. But, yeah, I'm with you, Doug. we got to get some running game going. Hey, I, I got one little story for a name drop if you got time. Oh, we always got time for a name drop. Well, yeah, Wolf, Wolf always <laughs> names drops. <laughs> All right, so uh, I was 13. You know, and I grew up in the New York area. So, okay. Uh, I was a tennis player, so my ta- my parents got me uh, tickets uh, to Madison Square Garden to you know go see uh, Chris Everett play. Oh, really? And, um, yeah. So me and my brother went, and and it was it it was empty, you know. So huh. uh, as a teenager, thirteen, you know, I, I I read the swimsuit issue, you know, Sports Illustrated. Okay. And I'm with my brother. And I see this uh, tall blonde uh, see, see, sitting about four rows in front of us. And I go, man, I know who that is. I'm going to go uh, ask her for an autograph and see if she give me a birthday kiss. And my brother's like, yeah, 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 you're not going to do it. You're too scared. You're too scared. So I went up there, and it was Cheryl Tate. Yeah, I knew really? it was Cheryl Teague. I, I was gonna, I was gonna guess. Did it. you get the birthday kiss to the young thirteen-year-old yeah. there? Oh, she she uh, signed my autograph. She had red lipstick on. Put the red lipstick on the piece of paper. Kissed me on the cheek and said, "Oh, you're so cute. Happy birthday!" Wow, there's a memory for you, bud. That's <laughs> you know, a good I'm name drop. You know, uh, yeah. is 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 Cheryl Teague? 
the Uptown Girl, Billy Joel? No, that's uh, no, that's uh, Christy Brinkley. Christy Brinkley, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. or I don't know. If it, I don't know if she was the Uptown Girl. Yeah. But but she yeah, was the girl during the song, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. The Christy Brinkley was the girl. Sure. I th- I I'm thought she sure. was. I know it wasn't Cheryl Teagues. Yeah, right. It was Christy Brinkley. No, no, no. Anyway, guys, hey, I'm so happy you're back. You're healthy. Your family's healthy. God bless you. God bless you, too, Thank you, brother. You, too, man. Thanks Thanks for the call. call. Thanks for the call. Go Steelers. Yeah. Absolutely. Go Steelers. Uh, We're going to be – I think that the Steelers are going to be – I'm excited. And by yeah. the way, the number is 412-919-1316. Give us a call. Yeah. Uh, talking right now, the running game, you know, because when the running game, as you said, you know, the nuances that Matt Cab- Canada is going to bring, uh, I want to say Matt Cavanaugh was the old pit quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Matt Canada is going to bring to this offense. I think it's going to start with reestablishing a good running game. Right. Um, you just, you need that balance. We were way out of balance last yeah, year. And, and, uh, I think we're going to have it. You know, the offensive line has to take control, has to impose, like Chuck Knoll said, you have to impose your will on the will of uh, the player you're playing against. And, uh, you know, I I just think that... uh, It's like Rocky Balboa going to the body. Right, right, right. Was it Rocky 1 or Rocky 2? Rocky 2. Was manager dead or was he alive? (laughs) <laughs> but the point being is we're talking Benny Snell, and I think yeah. Benny Snell is a guy. Obviously, James Conner is the lead dog right now. Right. But, Benny, I'm anxious to see the jump that you can make from year one to year yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. Given, again, the fact of the matter that uh, he suffered through a leg injury last year, and he's back. Uh, everybody says that he's leaned out. He looks great. Yeah. Um, I think he's got some ability. When you ask Benny Snell, what does Benny Snell got to do to make Benny Snell football better uh he says uh you know he's got to be a better route runner he's got to be a yeah. better pass protector he's got to know the blocking schemes and reading the blitzes better yeah. that's that's what the james went through right you know remember james against jacksonville's rookie year when he didn't pick up the blitzes right. and he that led to ben having a really bad day you so know? you know what i i'm impressed i'm impressed with uh james connor and uh, all the workout. You did you see him throwing those uh, logs uh, yeah. uh, over the head? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, you know, and uh, you know, he he had that flex with the lats, and his back was huge. Oh, he's he looks great. Yeah. You know, and he's gonna you're gonna need him. You're gonna need him. He's a three down back, but you're gonna right. need some people behind him. Yeah. And again, with Benny, one of the things you talk about is the fact that he's – and I, I thought this was really pretty cool. He said he needs better film work because one of the things he can do is to learn the sweet spots of the running pass plays better and to get a pre-read. Because yeah. remember, when you're young, you're just reacting. Right. When you get older, you start to understand the game brains, how the X's and O's move in three-dimensional form, and they don't look like they do in a playbook. Yeah, and you uh, – it's like the light bulb comes on. Yeah, and uh, you your see, understanding yeah, is the and whole, you see the more play. clear. You know, it's it's like putting on glasses and uh, seeing the field, uh, and uh, you do that between your rookie year and your second year. Absolutely. And so, you know, I I expect big things out of Benny Snell, but I also expect 
big things out of Anthony McFarland. I do too. Uh, but and, again, we're highlighting Benny here yeah. and just talking about him. One of the things that I, I I I think is important that I think he's going to do this year is the fact that he wants to be a forget guy, which I thought was unique. Yeah. I said a forget guy, and it was about making uh, yourself forget those bad plays. Right. You can't dwell on it. And yeah. one of the things he talked about was how he would dwell on certain aspects that he didn't do well right. last year and that you have to be able to move beyond them. You can't, and you know how it is. If you and I, if we, were, we would fix our attention on something we didn't do well and stayed with that, the next play happens yeah, and the, boom, yeah. it goes bad. Yeah. Then the next play. You know, the three plays that you had when you were yeah, against right, the Jets. Yeah, right, right, right. One led against to the, the other. Against the Jets, uh, my rookie year, uh, and I got cut after that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. And, yeah. And, but it was one of those things that it becomes a cascade of mistakes. Yeah. Because you're, you, you're fixed your attention on the first mistake, so then the next play, the second mistake happens, and then the third play, you're thinking about the second play that you screwed up, and the third mistake happens. Yeah, I, so. I, I, it was a down call, and I missed it. Yes. And it was a holding call, and yes. I hold, held them. Because and you then, were thinking about the down call. Yeah, you right. Missed. Yeah, yeah. And, and then the third one was... was uh, uh, pressure on Cliff Stout. <laughs> and then... Because uh, you were thinking about the holding yeah, call. Yeah, the, the, the Monday, uh, I got called into Chuck's office. Yes. And uh, he said, uh, we had to ask waivers on you mo- this morning. And I said, waivers, waivers. Couldn't be that bad. He had to ask permission. Right. And then it dawned on me I was being cut. And then I came up to you and I said, in the the immortal immortal words of Jean-Paul Sartre, au revoir, go fair. (laughs) All right. (laughs) You can laugh about it now. Yeah. 40 years in the rear view mirror, man. And and my my parents moved to San Francisco. And I, I moved, you know, I went uh, to Marty's back porch. Yes. Uh, and and I was, uh, I was working at a Chicago health club and playing touch football. <laughs> and I, and it was, I don't like to brag, but I was leading the league in sacks. All right, uh, we're gonna take a break. Uh, he's Wolf Amtuch, and you are in the locker room. You know, I'm extremely comfortable with where he is in the process. Um, it's been great communication from and, and through him and, and the medical professionals um, through his rehab uh, process. I did watch him throw. Um, you know, I didn't see anything that was alarming in any way. His velocity is excellent. Uh, maybe his, type, his spiral could be a little tighter. Uh, I've seen it tighter, but nothing to alarm you in any way. Um, we're going to continue to proceed and proceed appropriately with him in an effort to, to have him ready to go uh, when we step into a stadium. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. When the Steelers beat the Arizona Cardinals... Uh, in the Super Bowl down in Tampa. Uh, Super Bowl 43. Yeah, Super Bowl 43, and Wolf came on after the halftime show with Bruce uh, Springsteen, and he said that was the best rendition of Fifth Avenue Freeze-Out I ever heard. A little off. Yeah, but I said, you mean 10th Avenue Freeze-Out? He goes, yeah, that too. 
Uh, what can I say? There's Fifth Avenue downtown. I got caught up between Pittsburgh and Bruce, yeah. the boss. Yeah, and so um, uh, you heard Mike Tomlin talking about uh, uh, Ben uh, and his velocity and his uh, spiral. But yesterday uh, you saw uh, when, you know, the, the videos of practice, you saw a tight spiral. Uh, you know, I, 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 I was uh, looking ben at it. Ben looks great. Yeah. He looks great. Now, the only thing, I wish he'd kept that beard. He yeah. had a playoff beard already, man. I mean, that thing was really, it was nice and bushy. Yeah. Out there, and it just, you know, that was uh, that was just a nice beard. So, But he, he looks terrific. Um, we, like I said, we saw him months ago. I looked terrific even yeah. back then. And, um you know what I? I look for him to come along and have a big year. You know yeah. because I think he is motivated, and 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 people don't. A lot of times they understand. Well, he's motivated every year. Well, yeah, but you know what happens? You sit out a year like yeah. that. You get hungry. You get real hungry, and it amps up the uh, the RPMs in your gourd. Yeah. I'm telling you what, I, I truly believe this. You know, you understand that everybody's motivated. They go into a stadium on Sunday. You got things going on. You have to block out what's going on outside your world at that moment. Uh, but guys enter the, the fray with different amounts of RPMs. Right. You know, I mean, it was what, just how much they're rolling along in their gourd. And uh, it's up to you to prepare yourself each and every week. But I believe truly that Ben is focused and is intense on leaving this legacy thing, man. I mean, you're talking about 38 years old now. This is year number 17. This is about... Looking at the Bradshaws, the Bradys, and you know where you fit into the big scheme right. of things. He's yeah. looking at Hall of Fame resume. Right now, he's got a Hall of Fame resume that he can dot the I's and cross the T's on. Right, you know, and that's where he's yeah. at. Yeah, you know? yeah, and we, you know, he he's going to be in the in the Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, but but this is about putting the finishing touches to it. Do you go in with yeah. a couple or do you go in with a sport and four? Yeah, yeah. You know, rings. And, and, uh, uh, Terry had four, and he wants to absolutely max. Why would you not? Yeah, you know what I mean. Right, absolutely. Yeah. He wants so. to match Terry. Uh, let's go to uh, the phones four one two nine one nine one three one six. Charles from Chicago. Charles, welcome to the locker room. Hey guys, it's been a while. Miss, uh, and I'm glad to hear you back on air. Uh, getting ready for that. Uh, Fun event this year, the NFL season. As long as everything goes according to plan, uh, states' protocols are being uh, safe. Hope you guys are staying safe and healthy as well. First and foremost, doing well. Yeah, How you doing, doing brother? Yeah, we're doing well. That's uh, very uh, fortunate so far. Just, uh, I think I'm doing well right now. I think maybe I might have caught something in February, but ever since then, um, no, I've been doing uh, decent so far. Charles, where do you where do you live in Chicago? Southeast side. Southeast side. Yeah. Oh, I you know I I lived in uh, uh, uptown, Rogers Park, then Highland Park. Yeah. Yeah, I'm more like closer to Indiana. Yeah. So uh, I always want to ask you, you know what? I mean, one of the things every time I listen or read about you guys, I'm always hearing Chuck Noll, like you know, legendary. Tales from the crypt, if you will, right? Or stories about him, <laughs> and and I, I believe Touch. I think you briefly played for Bill Cower, and since this was Hall of Fame, because I do got one more thing I want to ask after this. But first, real quickly, if this pandemic didn't go down, 
If everything were what I was planned, do either you or Wolf got any full, I mean, like cool, interesting uh, stories about Bill Cowher you want to share where it's playing alongside him or covering him as analysts with the Steelers? Anything that sticks out? You know, um, when we were rookies together, uh, Bill and, and Wolf and I, and we we blocked. He, he was a special teams player, and we blocked him on special teams. Uh, and uh, uh, you know, Bill was uh, Bill was a great guy. And I remember when Bill took over uh, for Chuck, he called me in his office, and that's that was the first time I was in uh, the head coach's office. Uh, with the exception of when I was being cut my rookie year. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, he, he, he was, uh, he was a great guy. You know, he was asking me about the team, uh, you know, uh, you know, cause I was the captain the last four years and he was asking me about the team and, uh, how, uh, we could, uh, uh, be successful. And he, it was, it was a great guy. Uh, and, um, you know, I, I I had a lot of fun with Bill, uh, and 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 the, the Chuck intimidated us, uh, but Bill yeah. was uh, more of a friend. Now, the one thing I'll say this, brother, um, years years later, because Tunch gave you one yeah. as a uh, player or a coach there, and I'll give you one as a broadcaster just watching him. Uh, yeah. We were in Buffalo, and James Harrison was making his first start up in Buffalo. And actually, second start because he had started uh, the Cleveland game when he got right uh, when when there was a fight, yeah. And uh, Joey Porter got thrown out and yeah. so forth. So anyhow, he was starting the Buffalo game, and they were the Bills were in their own end zone. They were probably on the five ten yard line somewhere in there, and so the Steelers uh, broke the huddle or stand at the line of scrimmage, and they're waiting on the Bills. And I Bill Cower comes down the sidelines. He's about the thirty five. I'm about the twenty five. And uh, he comes down, and he starts yelling. He says, James! And he's screaming, right? James just refuses to acknowledge him or yeah. turn around. So then uh, Coward pauses. Nothing happens. So he comes down to about the 40. James! And he's screaming, right? I can hear him through my headset. And I'm on the sidelines there just looking at him. And he's looking at, at the, you know James, and James is not acknowledging him again. He comes down even – Which James done, are you talking about? Are you talking about uh, Harrison or – Yeah, James, James Harrison, Harrison yeah. yeah. He's, so okay. he, James cool. just wouldn't – whatever he did wrong, he would not acknowledge – listening to cower about it whatever it was so james or uh at this point bill's almost right next to me and he screams james and i can see the vein standing out in his neck and finally he goes i know you can hear me <laughs> and james still didn't turn around it was absolutely hilarious and it was just one of those moments you look at and you go okay i guess uh, i guess james doesn't want to talk to bill right now I think if I had to share one myself as a fan and just covering this, but the year they won the Super Bowl, that 05, when they finally broke that long right. six-year drought, keep in mind they lost a crucial game to the Bengals at home. And my right. didn't have NFL Sunday tickets, so it wasn't on in my market that day. So I had to watch for the web, see what was going on, the updates and stuff. All I know is losing by two touchdowns, that was not good. They put a big uh, bullet wound in the Steelers as far as the division goes. Uh, they pretty much they wrapped up. They wanted to run and clinch the wild card. 
And, you know, one of the things that always stand out was T.J. Hushmajah rubbing his cleats with a terrible right. towel, mm-hmm. which Cower made sure to document. He brought up Jerome Bettis. And so when they beat them, my favorite thing that stands out about Bill Cower, he was so amped up. He rubbed it in the Bengals' face in the locker room. His teammates going like, who yeah. Ooh, they beat them Bengals, we they. But um, my last point I want to make real quickly, we talk about expectations with this team for the season. And I'm hearing a lot about Chase Claypool. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you think of a guy like with his size, you're thinking maybe more recently, Martavis Bryant, maybe like a classical burst. Keep in mind, Heath Miller as a tight end, he was about that size, but as a tight end for a long time, so, aside from Chase Claypool, what do you guys anticipate for Deontay Johnson this year to, like, improve on? Because keep in mind, he made an all-pro team in his rookie year, second team. But this guy was finally the first guy who had punt return for a touchdown. Right. 85-yarder versus the Cardinals. Yeah. In my opinion, no offense. I've been screaming as a fan and covering this team, saying one of the things that I would like to see stamp as a team that really can make a mark, not only get defense takeaways for touchdowns, returns for touchdowns, but also special teams for touchdowns. And I think that's one thing because, you know, I mean, anytime you have quick strikes like that, I think it sends a message to like your opponents. Hey, that's all I have to say, guys. Uh, like I said, please continue to be uh, safe, healthy, I know it's a lot of crazy circumstances, but a lot of prayers for a lot of people are hurting right now during these times. But Amen. Uh, you guys, you guys are awesome. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate hey, it. Thanks, Charles. Appreciate you, Charles. Uh, man. Yeah, you know, Charles, I, I agree with you. Uh, you know, th- they have a lot of weapons. Yeah. Uh, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson. Uh, James Washington, Juju, and I think Juju's going to have a big year. And Deontay uh, is going to build over last year. And, uh, the, the, you know, I, I just um, – I, I, and uh, James Conner and uh, uh, Benny Snell and uh, also – uh, Anthony McFarland. Right. Uh, There's a lot of weaponry right, available. Right, right, right. One of the things I'm looking forward to is Chase Claypool because of his physicality, his ability to get down right. the field. I mean, you're talking at 6'4", almost 6'5", yeah. almost 240 pounds. You're talking DK Metcalf, the yeah. Seattle receiver. Yeah, and, type and, and he looks so shredded. Yes, and I look at that and you go 4'4", 2", 4'4", what have you, 4'4". 4'4", 3". Whatever. 4'3". Okay, it, that, 4'3". the difference between... 4'3", his is 40 time. Uh, we're, we're in the same ballpark. Yeah. Don't worry Four, about three, it. Eight. The point being is this guy can stretch down the field all the underneath windows. Yeah. All right. Everybody's going to benefit from a guy that can make right. those corners backpedal from the get-go. And I look at a guy like Deontay Johnson. You start pairing him up or you put him on the weak side away, um, there's going to be a lot of safeties that lean heavy towards the Chase Claypools right. that is going to free Deontay up to right. do even more damage. On the shallow crosses. You know, Absolutely. He, he, was, he was great at that. Uh, and uh, uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, he's Wolf, I'm Tunch, and we'll come up uh, and uh, uh, 412-919-1316. There you go.
thought about it since the end of the season last year, just getting back ready and ben, expecting Ben to come back 100%. I mean, I'm looking forward to um, getting on the field with Ben this year and uh, just to be able to help him win games and event, win a championship too. So, I mean, I know how hard he's worked this offseason to get back healthy. And I know how I've been working to uh, prepare myself for this season. And uh, just to be back, be able to be back on the field with him uh, this year is just amazing. I can't wait to get it going. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, it's been a long time since Ben rock and rolled and uh very nice yeah, yeah. nice i was trying to figure out how you're gonna pull that together yeah 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 nicely done yeah, that, dude <laughs> uh so um all right so deontay here's the thing. That, that's with deontay johnson talking about how excited he is i would and imagine I, I i i think everybody excited. juju is excited absolutely uh, james washington absolutely. is excited you know uh so if you're excited, and Deontay Johnson's probably one of those guys you're excited about, give me three guys that you want to see once the pads get on. Right. I mean, let's. I mean, let's face it. We got any number of guys. It's going to be exciting because right now, after you come out of quarantine, let's face it, yeah. we're looking for anything, and you know, any sort of sport that can give you some sort of entertainment value, and I. What's better than Steelers football, baby? Right. You know, so, give me three. Uh, I'm thinking about, uh, you know, I, I want to see James Conner. Okay. Uh, I want to see now you James Conner light already up. already got the yeah. wings of yeah, man. Yeah, right. Lats like a 747. He Lats like got Sergio cool, Oliva. He's got some cool tattoos, yeah, too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they And good. so, um, you know, uh, he's. Got Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord. Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans for a future and a hope. He's got that on his cap. Right, which also, though, a lot of people take that out of context. And that was, of course, when uh, Babylonian King Nebuchadnezzar right, had taken right. the, yeah. the uh, Jewish exiles well, they, into, they took him the, in, yeah. into exile. And so the and Lord Jeremiah, provided for him yeah, in yeah. Babylon. So. Yeah. So, it's a little bit different, though, yeah, than what a lot of yeah, people yeah. apply to that. But uh, um, all right, let me give you one. Here's what I here's the guy I want to see. Okay, I told you this before. UG three. I'm excited about him. I like uh, the fact that Yuli. this guy. Yeah, Uli, yeah. Uli, Ulysses Gilbert the third. Yeah, not the second, not the first, but the third. Okay, so we got UG three. That's how he's known. I mean, we in the hipster right. language. See, that's you, how you, you are a you are what such a I hipster. Say? You know. I, I, you know. 62 years old. Jake, Jake, is is Wolf a hipster? Total hipster. Come on. <laughs> uh, you're, you're awesome, Jacob. Yeah, you Way know, to go. You know, uh, he, he couldn't say that without, like, absolutely he, breaking but, into laughter. But, but he's, he's... The people that are no, need to know that, they could have thought I was being serious. Uh, and, you know, he's got skinny jeans. <laughs> Here's the thing about... <laughs> I never had skinny anything. I know you haven't skinny. Oh, so anyhow, Way in Wednesday. Yeah, that's right. Coming up, um, it's it's not going to be pretty either. Yeah. it's it's gonna it's it's ugly. We should bring a, a scale here. <laughs> Could you imagine that? It'd be like the the thing would go. Hey, one at a time. Social distance. Yeah. 
All right, so UG3, one of the things I would think about this guy is um, he's definitely special teams capable. He's got such quick acceleration abilities. You know, he could be that hybrid linebacker. He could be that guy um, that they need on, on third downs. Of course, right. you can do that maybe with Terrell Edmonds. But I will say this. If he's a hybrid, he's a Prius with a punch, baby. Right. That being you, UG3. He's got a lot of speed. He and, does. And and he's, uh, you know, and this is his second year. I think he's going to uh, I'm looking forward improve. to the jump. Yeah. You know, you watch him on the, before he got his back hurt, and I think everything's back in place now. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, I think he's, he's healthy. Uh, I, I look at this kid, and he just excites me. I think he's got... You know, that close quarter speed when you close on a guy, when you take a guy down. Uh, he's got top end speed. We know that. Right. Uh, so he's going to pay the rent on special teams with his, with the, with his body. But uh, at the same time, I think this guy can be something special. So, Wolf, I, I'm going to ask you a question. Go right uh, ahead. Um, you know, we always talk about how great a jump it was uh, from your rookie year to your second year. But is the fact that uh, this pandemic happened and uh, not training with others, is that going to hold those guys back? I would think um, that the, there's the possibility exists because you have, you've grown up on off-season training camps, right. and that's part of the getting better process. We didn't have that in the early part right. of our career. Yeah, we didn't have OTAs. So we and, got better, and we found other ways to get better. Right, one, right. one was with Sarge, working yeah. out with Sarge and doing things like that. Um, it, it could be a liability in some cases. Right. You know, and if you want to see a broader question, I mean, think about this, Chaluch. What, is, what does it do to the seniors coming up who, like the MAC conference, they canceled the MAC conference. Right. All right, that that's that's where Yuli's from. Are, are they going to play in spring? You know, um, uh, it, uh, were they going to play in yeah, spring? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Because then it sets everybody back with the scouting process uh, next year. All these things on on the NFL Serious Channel. Uh, I I was listening to Bruce Kradkowski. Oh, the uh, big G. Yeah, hey, we're supposed to be getting efforting them on here. Right, right. You you, I'll call him. Uh, and uh, we, you know, the the thing about it is um, this run-up, and, you know, it, it, I don't know how it's going to be. Uh, the, you know, the, they're starting Wednesday in uh, uh, helmets shells. and shorts. Yeah, and shells. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and then next Monday, you're going to put on the pads. Right. Uh, so I, I, I don't know how and it's going to be. Yeah. You're going to start off with 90 minute practices, increasing right. 15 minutes each day until two hours. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah. That, you know, I mean, to me, that's like, that's like the NFL players association, just jumping on there and putting their fingerprints all right. over Right. When the NFL players association limited, uh, padded practices to 12, uh, 13, I 13, think, I think uh, the uh, in the season. season. Um, I just think they took away uh, what makes you tough, uh, you know. Well, it, it does in a couple ways, um, mentally and physically. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it robs players of a growth period. Right. It's very hard to get better 
when you're you've got an accelerated walkthrough instead right. of a padded practice. Yeah. You know, so it's it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Yeah. All right, so we're going to see some padded action come Monday, and we just have to, like, hang out and, and be ready for it and be able to watch it. Right. You know right, what I mean? Right. Yeah, take notes. Uh, you know, one of the questions— You know your mask looks yeah, like a chin strap yeah, right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, I want to ask you something. If you were—if— if, What's that? If, if we—when we were playing— if they stopped two days, <laughs> we'd have been hallelujah. Yeah, hallelujah. Oh, we'd have been so excited. That was tough. Yeah. That was really tough, yeah. man. I mean, but it, it, it was the way, you know, it was. Yeah. And so, you you know, you went along with it, and he did, uh, you know. The thing about it is, look, that's where the Jerry Osafskis were right. born from. Yeah, yeah. That's where uh, the Patrick Jer- Bailey's yeah. showed up. You know, in the fourth preseason game, two-a-days every day, showing up, boom, boom, and you're the tough guy. You're the diamond in the rough. You keep showing up. The lines get shorter, but you're standing. The Ramon uh, Fosters, right? Guys, guys are getting uh, hurt and dinged and stuff like that, and you're you're able to 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 show your stuff. If there wasn't two-a-days, my second year, right, I would have got cut. Right. Yeah. You know, I I remember Kevin Colbert. Uh, we we were I was watching film in the, the scouting room and he came in and he was talking about Russ Grimm and how fast he was and I said uh, you know I I, I ran a four eight forty and and he brought me the sheet uh, the 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 Lions had he said five one forty and I go five one forty and he two hundred forty five pounds and I said so why did you want me he said we didn't, we didn't want, want you. you. <laughs> You know, Kevin was right Small to the point. Small and slow, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, fact of the matter is, you know, uh, the game is has evolved. And, yeah. You know, I, I appreciate the greater safety aspect, but I think they oversteered the car a little right. bit. And uh, I think they're hampering yeah. the development of players. Yeah. They're hampering um, maybe the players in creating an issue with soft tissue injuries. Right. That you don't want. You know, right. um, we'll have to see. Well, you know, I I, I think the, what they're doing in uh, strength and conditioning is going to temper their body. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, – To a degree, and, it's still short, though. Yeah. You know, I mean, Mike Tomlin talked about the 12 weeks of conditioning, needing 12 weeks to uh, really prepare the guys. Right. Now, hopefully – and I'm sure these guys were – preparing themselves yeah i mean you, again i go back to and as i've said before the true north was always a chuck Knoll camp because you knew what lay right at the end of the road and that was going to be the hardest six seven weeks of your life right you know and uh, then uh, uh and then gentlemen start your engines yeah exactly the latrobe 500 which right. was always so nice to just put that in your rear view mirror but the fact of the matter is with no preseason games as I was talking about yeah. earlier, the Patrick, uh, Patrick Bailey's, the Jerry Osavskis, the guys, the Ramon Fosters that kept showing up late in camp right. because they were tough guys. They hung in there two-a-days, three-a-days, 45-a-days. didn't matter. They're hanging in there. They show up. They get the job done, and they win a spot. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how intense practice is uh, starting next Monday. And we'll be able to watch 
And, at least uh, be able to watch, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. But think about this, too. Um, you've got other guys coming in. Chase Claypool, obviously, we've talked about. I'm excited to see him just because this guy is, is just a fantastic athlete. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I'm, a, I'm excited about seeing him. You asked uh, what, what guys are you excited about seeing. I'm, I'm excited about seeing Chase Claypool. My three are UG3, Chase Claypool, and Kevin Dotson. You yeah. can't help Kevin because as offensive lineman, you want to see that guy. Yeah. And Kevin is a guy that I think has got um, – he's got a bit of an old-school attitude. When you put on the, on the film, he can pull. He can uh, mulch people. Uh, he's not bad pass protection. He's got to use his hands a little bit yeah. more and that sort of thing. Um, he's still – Still head centric, meaning he'll put his forehead right in your chin, right, and he'll come after you. And yeah. I'm I, I'm excited about that. That's a little you know old school football. So yeah. and, we want to see that. And I'm I'm excited about Alex Highsmith uh, because you know watching f- tape on him, he's relentless. Uh, and uh, I, I'm also looking forward to Anthony McFarland. Uh, you know, I, I I like the Steelers draft this year. I do too. And and let me let me ask you this: Do you think Dotson's got a chance to win that guard spot? And I don't I don't think so. Me, it, it would be just, difficult without. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Think about it. Yeah. If if you if that happened, Matt Filer could go back to tackle. What would happen with Zach and Chooks? Because one of them is going to be the swing tackle or or the tight end guy and. You know, I mean, you got to find out about those guys, right? You know, so, and, and just because it's something to talk about, you wonder if Kevin Dotson could master the offense fast enough to create any sort of competition. You know, I, I don't think that Kevin Dotson. You know, uh, in our day, um, they they talked about offensive line developing in three to four years. Uh, so, because there's no preseason games. I think Dotson is. He's going to have a real challenge. He's yes. going to challenge. And Steph Wisniewski, uh, you know, Steph, I think, has been playing 10 years. And, you know, I think if uh, Matt Filer moves back out the tackle, I think Steph Wisniewski's the guard. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I, and I, I, I think Steph is a great player. Right. I mean, you don't last as long and, and start Super Bowls and yeah. get two rings like he does. Yeah. And you're just average. My only point being is it's interesting to me because Dotson looked um, more player ready than I thought he'd be when I saw him. Right. Uh, so, and just for the fact that, you know what, it's something to talk about, baby. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, if Matt Filer starts at left guard, uh, yeah, I, I just think uh, the offensive line, you know, uh, Pounce and David DeCastro are tremendous. Right. Uh, and um, we – You get a bounce back year from Al. Yeah. I think he'll play better. Right. You know, and with Al, the biggest thing I thought was just get your feet worked on. Right. You yeah. know, I mean, just get – And get, use your hands. Yeah. Get, yeah. Even – tell you the truth, I even he would just get his feet worked out. Right. I think that would – just get him back to doing uh, the things he needed to do. But, yeah, use his hands as well. Yeah, we're going to take a break. Uh, it's 412-919-1316. If you want to get in on the conversation, uh, he's Wolf, I'm Tunch, and you're in the locker room, and we'll be back with more stuff.
we have great rushers. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the answer to the question. If you have great rushers, you're going to let them get after the quarterback. We have great rushers, so, you know, that's what they do. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, we played when the levee breaks, and uh, Vince Williams was uh, uh, talking, and he can break the levee. You know what? Uh, that's one guy, yeah. Yeah, he can bring it. Yeah, he's a banger. Yeah, I I love the way he rushes because uh, he has got pass rush moves, and when he comes from off, uh, he finds the the he's great got a knack lane. Of finding yeah, it. he's yeah. got the he's got the he gets matched he's up. He's got and, knack. You know, and he's one of those guys that has no regard for personal safety right. or anybody else's, for that yeah. matter of fact. So, and he, he's a you know he's totally old school. Absolutely, he's old school and. Uh, he's a thumper. He's a downhill player, uh, and um, and you know what? Uh, he's a great pass rusher uh, from off. He's got a knack. Yeah, he does indeed. Yeah. Well, Steelers Nation Unite members, you got a chance tomorrow to chat with Minka Fitzpatrick. That's not Vince Williams, but Minka Fitzpatrick tomorrow at four thirty, and Fitzpatrick will field all your questions about training camp and the upcoming season. All you need to do to participate is download the Steelers' official mobile app and create a fan profile. That's Minka Fitzpatrick in the latest edition of the Steelers Nation Unite Huddle this Tuesday at 4.30 p.m. That would be tomorrow. Right, right. On account right. of tomorrow is Tuesday. Yeah. And that uh, would be 4.30. And, and uh, they're – Not 4.35. Yeah. Not 4.25. You, so, you know, uh, Mika, uh, is, it was a great addition to the Steelers. Yes, defense. he was. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, everybody was uh, uh, bothered by the fact that we traded a first-round draft pick for him. But that wasn't no. the case. That wasn't the case. You know, it's funny because— Five picks, two touchdowns. We've yeah. had the opportunity to talk with both Art, yeah. uh, Art Rooney, uh, and uh, Kevin Colbert. And I remember asking Art and saying, uh, was it hard to pull the trigger on? Right. He said they had done so much— uh, research and information gathering on Minka Fitzpatrick that really it wasn't. I mean, yes, there was that essence of, yeah, I know we're giving up next year's first-round pick, but this guy is worth it. And, boy, were they right. Right, You yeah. could not be any more right than they were. Well, you know, he had a tremendous rookie year for the Dolphins. And, uh, uh, you know, he made, uh, he made plays. And he grew into, you know— the rookie year to the second year, and and I I just think he made the jump. Yeah, last he made year. the jump, and and I think he's going to be. Uh, I think that's difficult I to think jump from one team to another team and still excel in in you know being able to do that. Right, and he's gonna. Uh, I, I think he's going to improve this year. I yeah, do too. I, I, yeah, I think. I he's, think he's going to be one of these guys that's going to have a long upside because he's an information gatherer. Right. He's one of those guys that collects. And he's is brilliant. Able, yeah. He's just he's able to disseminate that information. You collect all that info all week long, and then you're able to put it to practical use on the field. Right. He's a communicator. He's an understander of how you know they they package their. They're down and distance personnel packages and route running combination trees, and he's able to apply that. And 
it, it's funny because some guys can go their entire career and not have a clue right. as to what you know the information you bring with them and how to apply it. And yet other guys like Minka, it's just it's it's like he breathes it. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, a couple years ago when Ryan Shazier was playing. Uh, I always went on Thursday because he was he right. was there early, and I w- watched film with him. And uh, you know, being an offensive guy, uh, you you take a little time to understand defenses. And I right. said, and I was always asking him, "What do you see here? What do you see here?" And when he uh, when Minka did that uh, uh, thing with uh, uh, Baldy. And uh, uh, Warner, uh, he was asked what he sees there. And, oh, I see what you're uh, talking yeah, about yeah. on the Steelers.com. Yeah. yeah, no, on the uh, uh, NFL. Okay, in the NFL. A- NFL uh, Network. Um, okay. The, and and it's it really interesting how his, what his perception yeah. was, and through his eyes how yeah. he saw it. Yeah. yeah, I think it's always interesting because when you ask somebody. Uh, who's very knowledgeable and able to apply that knowledge and be able to communicate that knowledge. Right. Um, you, you get an interesting uh, answer for a lot of things. Um, some people aren't aren't gifted that way. Right. You know. Yeah. And so he was. But Mick is. He yeah. is definitely yeah. gifted that that way. Yeah. So uh, the number is four one two nine one nine one three one six. One of the guys that the the levy broke for was uh, how about Cam Newton? Right. Cam Newton says. I wake up mad. Yeah. Now, I'm sitting there going, why are you so mad? I mean, you talk about nine years he was in, in you know, with the uh, Panthers. And, and uh, you know, uh, I guess, um, you know, he went to the Super Bowl once. And, right. You know, and MVP. Yeah, MVP. And he says, you know, uh, he's felt disrespected um, because he was on the open market for several months after, you know, he got, was released by the Carolina Panthers. Um, says he doesn't have anything. To, do you ever notice how many of these guys say don't have anything to prove? Right. Every year, every game was proving yourself. Right. You know, right. I mean, that I, I feel like, Cam, you're, you're, you're not getting it. You've been in the league too long not to know that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, some guys, you know, they they think of the Gretzkys. Remember that? Right. Yeah. I, like, they've never seen me. I want to show them yeah, each and every Wayne, week. Wayne Gretzky uh, said every time I – Take the ice. I feel like people haven't seen me, and I want to prove to them I'm the best ever. And AB was like that. Yeah, uh, AB absolutely. Was like he that. was. Yeah. Before he just went off uh, the deep end. Yeah, exactly. You know, and the thing about Cam Newton is, all right, he's going to be. He's in New England. He's got to. He's going to be competing with Brian Hoyer and Jarrett Stidham. And um, saying that you don't have anything to prove to me is not the way you enter into. Uh, a new team. Well, I, you know, he, I mean, think he, about Calais he, Campbell. Did you see Calais Campbell? Yeah, he's going to the Ravens. Thirteen years. The guy is a fabulous yeah, pro. Right. He's a fabulous pro. He comes and says, "Yeah, I want to earn the respect of my new teammates." Right. I thought about sitting out this year, you know, of, of opting out. And he says, "Even though I I, I do have uh, you know asthma and that I, I'm comfortable with, and I want to prove to my new team, yeah, that I can still be valuable and be a, a, a part, you know, participant with." You them. know, Calais, Calais is a great guy. Oh yeah. Uh you know when when I went down to the Jags last year and I was working with their offensive mm-hmm. lineman he came over Did he? Uh, yeah and and he and he said you you you're teaching uh and I said Calais 
you know, you're you're a great player, and yeah. uh, uh, he he was very uh, encouraged. Uh, He's he, he was a great guy. He's yeah. a very humble guy. And you know that attitude of saying. Um, I have something to earn. I have yeah. something that I, I need to do, and that is to earn the respect of my new teammates. I think that's very, very, very cool. Uh, you but know, now, let me let me just go on here. Now, Cam says, look, I wake up mad. You know what I'm saying? You know, at the end of the day, I'm not going to dwell on the past. It's just going to be turn the page and move forward. But you know what? I think I know what the problem is. Right. All right? The problem with Cam is not – you know, the, the, this Super Bowl or that or MVP or that. You know what the problem is? He's 31 years old, and he's a vegan. If you're a vegan, you wake up mad every day, all right? If you're a vegan, you can't wake up and go, I'm going to eat a bag of double-stuffed Oreos. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how you take care of if you If you have a bad game, yeah. you got to be able to just drown your sorrows in a hostess cherry pie or something, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, I, I, I just think, you know, I'd be said, mad every day he, if I was a vegan. Well, I was a vegan for a while. Yeah, and, tell and, me about it. Yeah, you were a sourpuss for yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's not good. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I started being sluggish, so I uh, added protein, uh, fish, and chicken to my diet uh, every other day. I, I'm, a, I'm a vegan one day and a fish and chicken the other day but you know yeah but when you came in he said that you had a steak that was made out of that oh boy that funny stuff Monaco steak the thick four inch steak no no the one that was made out of that like uh vegan oh yeah vegan steak yeah vegan steak you were like going it was really good i'm going oh you're really going off the deep end yeah 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 uh um but you know what he said uh that cam i respect he said um, I have nothing to prove to every, anybody, but I have something to prove to myself. That's what he said, uh, you know, in his pref con- press conference. Okay, all, yeah. they, all they reported was he said, I have nothing to yeah. prove. Yeah, but he said, I have... I I'm have, just telling you what the yeah, article said. Yeah, yeah, but, but I, I, watched, I watched the, uh, uh, the press conference, and he said, I have, I have to prove something to myself. Uh, and I and I you know, still think you got something to prove to your new teammates. Yeah, but uh, one of the things that um, I you know he was uh, left out there because his foot and his shoulder, and I th- I don't think people thought he was healthy. How are you supposed to get healthy if you can't eat double stuff Oreos? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, come on. Yeah, that just ain't right. Yeah. Double I mean, stuffed Oreos. Here, the body heals when it's happy, and yeah. you're never happier than when you're knocking down half a bag of double stuff yeah. with a big giant glass of chocolate milk. Yeah, yeah. You so, dunk that bad boy in, and you so, stuff it in your pile. So, how much do you weigh? I'm thinking we're, we might gong it. Yeah, could be three bills. Bang man. a gong. Bang the gong, baby. Yeah. You know, it, it, like I said, man, it's it's like woo. Right. You went the other way. You look lighter than ever. Yeah, yeah. I, I, You're looking I, really skinny, she, man. Uh, I did the vegan diet, and it. it uh, you still doing it? Yeah, every eat other day. Eat some Oreos, yeah, bud. I, I can't eat Oreos because when you I ate, eat, you when, you uh, eat pizza every now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I when I started eating, um, I I cut out sugar. But when I started introducing sugar back into my diet, I started getting headaches. Okay. Uh, and so, so that's the thing that triggers yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. 
Jeez yeah. Louise, what's life without double stuff Warriors? Uh, you know what? Uh, it's it's okay. What about a cherry pie? Can you, you know, eat cherry pie? I, I can't eat cherry pie, but I I, I eat dark chocolate. Well, that's not bad. Yeah, they're they're, they're it's dark not chocolate, chocolate. chocolate yeah, Sarah's candy. You know? Yeah, um, get a chocolate. All right, uh, we're gonna take a break. Four one two nine one nine one three one six. Did you do the? Uh, the yeah, you did the Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, McFly. Yeah, I, I, I want, I want to make sure you did it. We did it. Yeah, yeah. We did the, we did the read. Yeah, we're all, all right. Uh, you just got Steelers confused Nations because unite. we were talking about Minka. Yeah, and then and, we had and, to and, read and, about and, Minka, and then we were talking to cookies. <laughs> and uh, so it's four one two nine one nine one three one six. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in a locker room, and we'll be back with more stuff and to close out the show. Uh, yeah, you know, it's Blitzburg here. We're always trying to get after the quarterback, and everybody has to be able to do that, you know, even in the secondary. So we we, see, we seek out guys that can get after the quarterback, and then, you know, Coach Butler puts us in a position to be able to do that. He expects us to capitalize. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now here's Tunch and Wolf. I must have got lost. No. I must have got lost. But now I've been found. Uh, yes. Look, I like um, I like Vince because of all the right. things that we've talked about before. I'm excited also, as I said, we talked about Ulysses Gilbert III earlier. Um, and, I, again, he's another guy. You know what? Robert Spillane, he's – you, Mickey Spillane, as you like to call him. Yeah. Um, you know the fact is, uh, he, he was he he contended. Man, he right. worked hard out there. Right. Got got onto the special teams. You uh, know, who knows? You know, um, Ola Dennehy. I, I was watching um, the Ravens and Steelers mm-hmm. at uh, uh, at home yesterday at. Uh, uh, and you know, one of the things that Ola did is he tackled. Uh, he tackled the quarterback and he shrunk down, but he hit him in the waist mm-hmm. and he hit Lamar Jackson in the waist and th- he was flagged. And uh, Mike was going, what? You know, what? Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. How much are they going to protect these guys? Yeah. How much more can you protect these yeah. guys? Uh, I mean, again, I go all the way back to when uh, Clark Higgins told me that he, the referee against the uh, uh, Phillies, um, against the Eagles, he said, "Pull off." Yeah. You know, before the guy, the guy still had the ball in his hand, right? And he's yelling him to pull off. And I, I this is way back, you know. And I, I don't know how much more you can protect these quarterbacks. It's getting almost embarrassing. Right. Some of the things they do. Yeah. Uh, and and it was a great sack of a Lamar Jackson. Yeah. 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 You're, hey, if you're able to track down. Lamar Jackson, get after him. Bring his butt down. Yeah. You know, that says something about you. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. Uh, this game is uh, – uh, And the Ste- uh, and the uh, Ravens won it in overtime. Uh, right. Well, the, that's when yeah. Ben was down. Right. You know, we had – was Duck in there or was that Mason? Well, uh, Mason got hurt and then that's Duck missed- came in. All right. So, yeah. you still had 
the the Ravens in, in within striking range. Right. You know, you could have they could have beaten them. Um, and it's just a shame that it didn't come about there. That would have been a huge win considering right. what the Ravens did last year. But the fact of the matter is, you know what? It, uh, you know, you, you move on from it. Ola, I'm hoping that Ola comes out and beginning Monday when they put the pads on that he starts to uh, show the things that he's capable yeah. of doing. Uh, it's going to be interesting because you've got Alex Highsmith and you also got Tuzar. Tuzar is brought back. Right. Can he... Can one of those three be the backup? Right, we'll see. Right, somebody's right. got to win it. Yeah, and uh, it's 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 going to be interesting. Uh, it's going to be interesting. It, it'll be interesting to see some pads. You finally. know, you know one 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 Snikies, of the things man. we're going to see is a lot of competition, and uh, you you know we're going to see the guys competing. Alex Highsmith, Ola Dennehy. Skipper, right uh, for that third outside linebacker spot, and you know, I, I, I'm I'm curious to see that because two of those guys were my camp phenoms. Uh, but I won last year. Skipper. Don't forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. All right, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. just just you know, have to make it because I know I'm like uh, I think we're at uh, what eighteen, two and one. Yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not done very well in this. I'm, I'm wondering uh, how Heinz Field is gonna. Do you think it hold up? Right. Yeah. The grass. Yeah. Yeah. Think about that. Think all the angst we used to have over right. city grass back in the day. Yeah. You know, when that first when started... we when we pr- practiced on the north side field, that oh. would, that was. It was awful. Yeah, we we kept slipping. Well, and the worst we, part was walking from Three River Stadium locker room right. across the parking lot. Uh, you know, clock, 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 because yeah, yeah. we didn't have golf carts and things right, to right, run us right. down there. Yeah, and so we'd walk all the way down there and then go to the grass field crossing the street. Yeah, um, and then you'd have the overpass. People stopping and people and, stopping and watch practice. Know, watch practice yeah. in the overpass. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Yeah, you know? and it was. Uh, I think it was a 60-yard field or 80. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was not a full field. Yeah, that was not a full field. And the uh, grass was not very and, good. And and it was uh, soft, and so there was a lot of slippage. Well, the, and the field Chuck, got tore up. Yeah, Chuck uh, got frustrated with the slippage. <laughs> yeah, remember? <laughs> well, yeah, because the field kept getting tore up. Yeah, you know, when but we— But city grass was hard to yeah. grow for whatever reason at that point in time. And, you know, when, when we played Cleveland, we always went over there. And one day we went there on Wednesday, and he said, we're not coming back here on Thursday. Thursday. We're, uh, and we practiced in uh, Three Rivers. Well— you know the thing about it was it was it's a nice idea to like yeah could we get grass because we we practiced three times a week on uh, th- that old artificial turf yeah which was like a Brillo soap pad you know I mean that was on a Brillo soap pad on concrete yeah underneath and it was that was horrible yeah and and I and practiced December, remember when it would freeze five years that energy pad in Indiana State five years on uh, astroturf yeah. And then uh, 13 years on AstroTurf. Uh, that's hard on the knees, man. That's right, yeah. It's really hard on the low back, all things. Yeah. You know, it just, the, the, there was no give. Yeah. And uh, we had coin field at Syracuse, so we practiced four years on the same sort of art, artificial surface. And uh, it's it's very hard on the joints. Right. You know? Now, we did have some grass fields at Syracuse. 
You did? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the funny thing about it was I wrote about this in, in an article in the offseason, but it just stimulated the thought to me about this two-man blocking sled. Right. We had a two-man blocking sled at Syracuse University that was old and rusted, and I hated that thing. You right. Know, that thing just, you know, we had to hit that every practice of every day. And all through my career at Syracuse, the offensive coaches, or my line coach. Um, Who was your line coach at Syracuse? Uh, that It started off, Russ Wickerham was the first one. Yeah. You know, and Jim Goodfellow was the second one and he was Jim Goodfellow was there the whole time too there was two offensive line coaches yeah. and, so you and Tom Coughlin was the offensive yeah. coordinator he was in the quarterbacks coach yeah. yes so anyhow um, all through my career at Syracuse they said if you break the sled you're done with practice I, I you know, you and literally you tried to break it. Oh, I did break it. Yeah. My senior year. I'll never forget during training camp. I busted that thing. And I mean, it crumpled. And I got, I got up. And I mean, I was like, got the fingers up in the air. And I'm like, I'm out of here. I'll see you. I'm gone. And I started heading for the gate. And the coach is going, where are you going? You know, Jim Goodfield, where are you going? I go, what? What do you mean? He goes, you got to practice. You go, you promised. You lied. You lied to me. I was like, <laughs> hysterical. I'm going, you lied. You said if I broke, if anybody break that sled, then we get the rest of the day off. I go, you're lying. You're yeah. lying. He's going, you got to practice. I'm like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was unbelievable. Yeah. When yeah. coaches lie, yeah. see? Yeah. The, well, they're, giving you the, 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 they're giving you the runaround there, the okie doke. Yeah. And uh, uh, you 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 get, got uh, the build the the, the uh, sled break. Oh and, man, I crushed it! Yeah, I just busted that thing. Yeah, and then then they wouldn't let me go. Jacob, what would you do, my friend? I should have just walked off, huh? You you couldn't walk off. <laughs> you know, Frank Maloney, the head coach, Tom Coughlin, the offensive coordinator. You know what? Yeah. Coin field, there was a fence around. Yeah. And one of the guys during uh, spring ball, yeah. I'll never forget this. Guy just climbed the fence and walked off. Just Really? Yeah. Guy just quit right there. He, cli- he literally climbed the fence. He threw his helmet aside, threw his shoulder pads off, climbed the fence, and walked into the, 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 the locker room. We never saw him again. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you, really? Are you serious? You'd walk off the field and just quit there, but it was just one of those things where you know you've you've had enough, and football isn't for you anymore. And he just walked off. One tight end uh, of the Steelers was uh, was leaving in this the morning. Oh yeah, and he started throwing his stuff in, and Tom Donahue came and tried to talk him out of it, and he's. Sped up. Do you remember the guy that was walking through the to the airport? Yeah, they found him what in the fields. Yeah. I, I forgot. Um, I, I can't remember who it was. Yeah, but one guy just decided I've had it, and he started walking through the fields over to the airport in Latrobe. Right. That was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. You you know what? The sport was not for everybody. Well, so Coughlin was intense he was very intense and so when you were walking off did he say anything no no because my i didn't get past my line coaches right they're like going no get back over here i'm like but you told me (laughs) (laughs) and frank was like i just remember frank frank malone was head coach frank with his arms crossed 
at a distance, and he's just shaking his head like, you got to be kidding me. Right. You can't seriously think that was going to happen. Frank was a great guy, though. Great guy. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely great man. Yeah. You know, he passed away. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, I yeah. didn't know that. Yes, he passed away this past year. Oh. And uh, it's, it's a shame, and, uh, you know, he was just – a great guy. Yeah, and I'm just. I'm sorry for that because uh, I love the man. You know, uh, he got me tickets to the Bulls, uh, and uh, he got me tickets to the Bulls. Oh, yeah, Chicago we, we, Bulls. Yeah, and uh, uh, we we were. It was fun, man. We well, he went was to locked the, in. We went to the Wrigley. He's a Field. good Irish, Irish yeah. man. Yeah, you know. Um, he. You know, the thing about Frank and what was unfortunate was he was he was an excellent football mind. Yeah. He was a great head coach. He was not backed by the administration, and that's the hardest thing because he came in after Ben Schwartzwalder, you know, yeah. the legendary Ben Schwartzwalder who had right. Jim Brown and and all those guys. And, um, you know, um, they had a championship in 59 national, won the national championship, and then the program just went completely downhill. Right. You know, um, Billy Hurley and I went to Chicago to see Game Five of the Utah Jazz in really? Chicago Bulls, really, and, and we we went to pick them up the t- tickets at Wrigley Field, and we were sitting in the uh, uh, in the stands at Wrigley Field watching uh, the sprinkler system, right? And it was so, and it was uh, a, a sunset, and we were, and then we went to the. Remember game. when we went to Wrigley Field one right. year in the off season? And had a great time. Right. Oh, that was great. We that that Wrigley Field is a cool experience. Yeah. I'm not a big baseball guy. Right. Yeah. But me that too. was a cool experience. Yeah. Smokey Links. Smokey Links. What's yeah. that? The, the, we, the, the big fat hot dog Smokey oh, Links. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, we had that. Uh, all right, we're uh, uh, we're out of time. Uh, coming up next is the Godfather himself, Stan Saverin. Uh, thank you, Jake. What's that? No Stan this week. No Stan. Oh. What? Vacation. He's on vacation. All right. Uh, so the, who's like next? Like your brain. That's who's what's next? on vacation. Crowley at 4. Adam Crowley at uh, at 4 o'clock. Uh, so he's Wolf. I'm Tunch. And uh, Jake, thank you very much. You did a great job. So long, everybody. Uh, and God bless. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm uh, Tunch. And you have been in the locker room.